0: I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell is that?
1: Don't
0: ask me. So what's up? How you doing?
1: Fine. Mm. And the horse? Since when do you care? Oh, wait a minute. You two know each other. No. Oh, yeah. Well, which is it, Kathy? Kathy. Mm-hmm. Cat. Come on. We're wasting his time. Oh no, you're not wasting my time. I'm just cooling. Ben, you're wasting our time.
0: All right, I get it. Check this though. If you need me, I'll be right over there. She won't. Yeah, we'll see about that. Oh yeah, cat. Words of wisdom. Drop that zero and get with the hero. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> see you later, Dick. It's Nick. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Nick.
2: Woo! Where you at?
1: Chilling with cat.
0: You know, the chick who drives the horse. Oh, now you got her name. Everybody get loose. Yo, I'm out of here. Where are you going? Cross the street to, uh,
1: sling a So what's up with tomorrow? I don't know, man. So what's, what's up with tomorrow? Everybody got loose. Gotta hold out to this feeling. Gotta let your body move. Gotta keep the music jumping. Everybody got loose. Gotta hold out to this feeling.
2: Gotta let your body move. Gotta keep the music jumping. Everybody got loose. Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike McMasunis. How's everybody doing today? and uh today i have a very special guest uh it's the first time but definitely not going to be the last time we have one of our own stl members and uh the good old jameson the great has joined me to talk some cool as ice what is up sir
3: stl nation and mike what's up buddy it is great to be on here
2: it is awesome to have you sir thank you so much for uh joining me on this uh awesome epic adventure known as cool as ice i'm uh super happy that you decided to uh accept my invitation and joining me on this adventure sir
3: oh it was a no-brainer
2: i mean you used the word man this is an epic and uh i had to be part of this right uh you know it's, it's pretty cool sir um you know a lot of people know who you are and then there's some who don't uh, As far as, you know, me and you goes um, When you were, you know, you and Jason from Flix You guys have been friends for a very, very long time And, yep. and, and uh you came on to talk some karate kid which everybody knows the karate kid is my all-time favorite movie i mean i've seen it over 500 times and to you i think you said it's your second favorite movie so when you said it's your second i was like uh i don't know but you know it was (laughs) you played your case i was like by the end of the episode i was like okay this guy's cool. Even though you showed some hate to Karate Kid 3, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Deserve it. Deservedly. Deservedly, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a guilty pleasure movie, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, they should have stopped it too and called it a day. Uh, or really, they should have switched it, made Karate Kid One, Karate Kid Three, and then Karate Kid Two, because it just doesn't make any sense with the whole finding for your life, and then you go back to a tournament. But exactly, right? Yeah. But you know, we'll get there when we get there after the hundredth episode. But uh, anyway, sir, uh, it was good times when I heard John. I was like, man, this guy is pretty cool. And then uh, then we come to find out, uh, you know, through Movie uh, Moja Monthly, you are the you were one half of that show. Is that correct, sir? That's
3: Correct. Um, Me and my co-host Brian do Movie Mojo Monthly on a monthly basis. <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking movie news and previews and reviews and all kinds of junk. And, uh,
2: yeah, good stuff. And uh, good stuff. How'd you guys get? Uh, how'd you guys get rolling on that? What What made you guys start that show?
3: Um, you know, actually, being on Flix was kind of inspiration. I'd been thinking about it for a while and wanted to do a podcast and kind of. Trying to figure out what to do. And then our producer, David Box Mullen from DVMPE, um, kind of hit us up and the idea. And I was all in. So
2: that's kind of how we got rolling. Good deal. And then the cool thing is, is uh, you are the only co-host I've ever had that is in the same time zone as me. <laughs> that makes things easier. It does. I mean, I can actually say what time is it where you're at and me and you have the same time. In fact, you actually know where I live. Which is pretty, if not creepy, but cool. Because, you know, I can just say, hey, roll on by my house and you know exactly where it is.
4: (laughs) Right, there you go.
2: So that's awesome. And then, you know, of course, uh, during my vacation, uh, I knew you lived uh, in Wisconsin, which is only about 20 minutes away from me because I'm on the very end of Illinois. And uh, Wisconsin is obviously uh, the next state up for me. And uh, I said I was going to the zoo, which Madison is about... uh, it's about two and a half hours from where... Well, it's about two hours from where I'm at. But I said, well, I'll let him know, but I seriously doubt he's anywhere near where I'm going. You're like, dude, I work right around the corner. I was like, heck no, that's awesome. So, uh, so yeah, and then me and you met. We uh, we had a bunch of people just kind of collapse from the this. Oh. I mean, it it was it was, was cool. unbelievable. I heard women
3: gasping. Oh, man, I mean... I didn't know what I should be signing autographs or. or I mean, it was amazing. I mean, they, the epic two podcasts getting together. You know, it was it was pretty exhilarating. I know, right there by the right by the you know by the monkey cage, it was pretty cool.
2: It was awesome. It was sweet. It was sweep the mojo for sure. That's. I mean, it was sweep great. the mojo. Yep, and then uh, and then we took the pictures, and then of course your buddy Jason uh, decided to uh, to input himself into our. <laughs> Which was awesome because surprisingly, we have the same Batman shirt. Which is really what I thought he did is he took the shirt and then he put it on himself. and He's like, dude, I have the same shirt. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. So, and he's like, yeah, we, we, should, uh, we should make it happen. And everybody just on Flick started liking that picture, man. It was cool. In like a couple hours, it already had like 12 likes on it. It was pretty awesome. So, good time. Yeah, that was very
3: good. He's got a good following over there on Flick. Man.
2: That's yeah. A good show. And you were just recently on there talking some Comic Con. That was some good times.
3: Yeah, yeah, we like going on there talking with Jason and Dan. It's a good time. We, you know, we we never say no to a podcast that we like. You know,
2: right? Exactly. And then Brian was giving you crap about Cool as Ice, which was awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. He walked in when we were gonna record. He walked in. I was sitting there watching Cool as Ice when he walked in the house. And uh I got a just a disapproving look from him and a shake of the head, like, What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Sit and watch. Let's let's do this. Yeah, he was not down with it, so
2: has he ever seen the movie from beginning to end?
3: Um, I'm gonna guess no. Okay. Yeah, well, probably not.
2: That's why he hasn't joined us today, folks, because uh me and me and Jameson are the lovers of cool Ice, so that's why we only have one half of movie emoji monthly today, not the other half. So
3: Yeah, he is still the un initiated we got to get him
2: exactly well sir uh that kind of wraps up our story on how you know we we met and got together and and we you know definitely i had i i love your show sir it's definitely good times and and the nation has definitely uh loved your show uh we got a whole bunch of people over there uh loving it so it's good times uh you guys are recently going to be doing a what are you going to be doing for your next episode well i don't know we're in
3: the works man we have a uh you know this is we're we're rolling into the uh with total recall coming out and expendables 2 and all that we're we're thinking about a action movie episode um all action all the time you know big blow em up episode so yeah kind of looking forward to that
2: good times I, i've heard terrible
3: reviews on total recall sir yeah i know it's disappointing because i was i was excited to see it but
2: i haven't heard one good review on it so good luck sir i uh, hopefully (laughs) you you don't hate it because all the hate i heard i'm gonna i'm gonna wait for dvd on this one so
3: yeah i'm a sucker i've i've seen worse in the theater i'm sure
2: it's true well sir uh why don't we get uh why don't we get rolling right into some uh, movie and music news
1: That good girl.
2: All right, so uh, before we start movie and music news, uh, I know in the beginning, Jameson sounded a little crackly there, but we fixed the problem, Uh, so it didn't really happen until we started rolling, and uh, so sorry about that, guys, but I promise the rest of the episode, everything will sound good, so. All right, sir, uh, you heard about Jim Carrey dumping out of Dumb and Dumber 2 originally, right?
3: Yeah, I did. I, I was very
2: disappointed with that. Did you hear as of today he's back on board? He is? Yes, he is. That's a good thing. Yes, he is. He is back on board for Dumb and Dumber too, man. And I'm excited, sir, because I love Dumb and Dumber and uh and you know, even the the stupid sequel no, Dumb and Dumber. No, don't say it,
0: Mike. No.
2: No, no. It, it's not it, do, it doesn't hold a candle to Dumb and Dumber. Uh-huh. But but I mean, I've seen worse. I mean, they could have totally made it even worse. But I mean, it's definitely like a horrible movie compared to Dumb and Dumber, but I'm just happy we're getting a sequel to uh, to Dumb and Dumber, and that he finally changed his mind and he decided to jump on board. Uh, so it's now we need to wait for Jeff Daniels, though, because you know, because originally he jumped, he dumped, uh, he didn't want to do it after Jim Carrey left. So now they got to get him to, uh, you know, come back. I
3: love Jeff Daniels and everything, but really, what's he doing? I mean, if Jim Carrey says I'm on board for this, if Jeff Daniels is the holdout on this movie, then that's a problem
2: yeah let's he said let's see daniels tells hollywood.com of the resurrected farley brothers project we're almost uh we almost were able to kind of get it to to be done this year but they're still working on a script jim wants to do it i want to do it the farleys want to do it we're all hoping that it comes together early next year and that's the newest update i like it
3: I, i love it man that's one of my favorite comedies of all time
2: i know man i love it and it's just so good. I mean, the comedies nowadays are just so horrible, man. Uh, I mean, it's so bad.
3: Yeah, it's it, they're just so either watered down or just so formulaic. I mean, they comedies themselves just kind of borrow off each other so much. But that one. Man, that holds up. I, watch it, I don't know how many times I've watched that movie.
2: And and his cracked tooth is really how his tooth really is. <laughs> exactly. It's so good. Yeah, he just puts a spacer there for any other movie. But, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's just, it's so good. I mean, it's like it's a thin line between a parody like you know the naked gun series which those are just off the wall ridiculous and then Mm -hmm. it's definitely hasn't been the new um the new sexed up crazy comedies grossed out humor comedies we get which you know 21 jump street i was very surprised that i actually enjoyed it you know i mean it definitely could have lost a few of the f-bombs and Uh, There were a few sexual references that easily could have been cut out, but for the most part, I found it to be very enjoyable compared to half of the crap, or if not 90% of the crap that's been hidden lately.
3: Yeah, I was really pleasantly surprised with that because, you know, if you listen to us over at Mojo Monthly at all, you know that we have a... I would say hatred, but we have a dislike for Channing Tatum, (laughs) and uh, and just the fact that he's in, so he's just so wooden, and he's just he's in a movie every week, you know, and just too much. Right. And uh, so yeah, I did not expect to like this movie, and uh, Twenty One Jump Street, like you said, man, it was really surprising. It was way funnier than I thought it would be.
2: And uh, and you can catch my review on that on the YouTube channel, which should be posted if not today before you get this episode. So just putting a little plug out there um i'm really excited though uh because uh you know in 21 jump street the cameos we're not going to talk about cameos exactly in detail but Mm -hmm. it it almost rewarded you the fan of the show versus like you know dukes of hazard really only had the car it didn't have any of the feel or love of the original tv show uh i mean you could say that about uh you know the a team i think is probably the best tv show adaptation that stayed as close to the source material uh, but you know some of them have just gone completely off the wall or they just used the name but 21 jump street i really do feel kind of paid uh like respect or just kind of rewarded fans of the tv show really
3: yeah yeah well you know and right now we're in the time of just especially rebooting everything that was big in the 80s you know i mean that's the thing with so much right now and all these shows and I thought, you know, the a was another one that surprised me. I thought it was going to be, man, I thought it was going to be really cheesy. You know, and I love that show. Right. And that was really good. Um, yeah, it, 21 Jump Street, it kind of, it, it was cool because it kind of ran like a, like a parallel course to the show. I mean, it was off on the sillier side of, you know, not the serious side of that show.
2: But, right, right.
3: But a lot of what they did fell right in line with the feel of the old show, which was cool. It was a nice, you know, homage to for the fans you know a little wink like oh you remember this and you remember this right you know
2: Mm Mm-hmm. exactly uh so sir have you seen the john cena movie 12 rounds
3: (laughs) of course i've seen him man my kid thinks he's john cena
2: awesome yeah i've seen everything he's in i love 12 rounds is my favorite john cena flick man i love that movie i think it's excellent
3: it's a good movie, man. I like. I, if we're talking favorite John Cena movies, I think Legendary is probably mine. I
2: haven't but, seen that one, so it's
3: it's good. I've I've been forced to see it by five or six times. <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> I chose to see it once or twice. So.
2: That's good. And you know, what's funny, sir? When uh, I did the first time ever wrestling episode, you know, me and you were really thinking John Cena was gonna win WrestleMania, and who would have thought that The Rock pulled it off, man? I, yeah, man. I seriously didn't think it would happen, and now. And now uh, they they started fast six uh, last Friday, and uh, it'll be out next summer. And they were originally gonna film uh, those two back to back, Fast six and fast seven, cause fast seven will be the last of this of the whole last one because when they made fast uh, five, they had a new trilogy built up. And as we know, um, if you've seen the post credits of Fast Five, which if you haven't, we won't spoil it. But that what happens in the post credits is what happens as the main story in Fast Six. So uh, I'm really excited for that movie. And uh, and but who who would have known that The Rock would have won? But uh, (laughs) you know he's currently filming that. But then when he gets done filming that, he's gonna come back and he's gonna go to the Royal Rumble. And uh, he's going to beat CM Punk and be the new WWE champion, man. It's going to be good times. He will. All, all of what you said is true. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but the reason why I bring this up is Randy Orton is going to star in the 12-round sequel, and I think that sucks.
3: Yeah, well, I know they've been trying to. I mean, you know, being the wrestling fan I am, I know they that they cast Randy Orton in the Marine sequel, another oh. previous John Cena vehicle. And uh, they cast Orton, and then all the Marines came out and said, you realize Randy Orton went AWOL and dishonorably discharged from the Marines, and you're going to cast him in the movie as a Marine? And they uh, they boycotted, so they had to pull him out of that role. They're just looking for a role. You know, WWE Films is always just trying to put their superstars into movies and
2: uh, it's yeah,
3: it, it, get he, the Viper in there, you know?
2: He doesn't have any charisma, though, man. No, he
3: doesn't, man. He sucks. He does
2: not. I mean... There's very few wrestlers that can pull off being actors. I mean, we've seen Hulk Hogan do it, but he's not—he's not great. But no holds. No, he plays Hulk
3: Hogan. He plays Hulk Hogan in most of his movies.
2: Right, exactly. I mean, no holds barred is uh, is a good, fun, guilty pleasure. It's good times. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I mean, obviously, Dwayne is the the epitome of uh, of that of that you know of wrestling being an actor. I mean, he he's done every genre there is literally he's done horror he's done comedy he's done drama he's done action the only thing he hasn't done is romance but hey if he doesn't i'm cool with that so but but yeah man randy orton i mean he couldn't be any more stiffer i mean he's probably worse than channing tatum wouldn't you think wouldn't you say uh (laughs) i've
3: Yeah, I mean, he's, like you say, he's got no charisma.
2: Yeah, and you know, I did hear Magic Mike is very, very good. Like, it's a really good drama. Like, it pretends to be like this whole strip club movie, but really, it's got, like, I keep hearing great things about it that it's a really good story uh inside and i was kind of shocked to hear that so i haven't seen it myself but i've just heard excellent things about that movie so i don't know if you did well
3: i will i will look forward to your review of it then yeah
2: right no that that ain't gonna happen so I, <laughs> if if anything it'd be a written review but i have no intention on seeing that anytime soon so uh so the official word came out that uh that ghostbusters 3 will not have bill murray it's been officially confirmed did you hear that sir
3: yeah, I did. I followed, I've i been following this drama pretty much uh, for the last decade or so, it seems. and uh, It doesn't surprise me, man. I mean, that's been kind of the constant through the whole thing is Bill Murray going, this is a bad idea, guys. It's a bad idea. And Aykroyd keeps going, no, it'll be fun. We'll do great. It's not a surprise that Bill Murray is not doing this.
2: Yeah, I hear you. They should do a sequel to Gremlins, too, man. I mean, Gremlins is... You know, that's a franchise that would welcome a reboot because, I mean, I love the first two. I think they're amazing. But I think that if it's done right, especially if you have uh, the right people behind it, I think uh, with the technology we have today, I think they can really make, you know, because Gizmo and the Gremlins look really awesome. But there's a few shots where it looks bad. And I think they could clean it up and just make it look amazing. So,
3: I, yeah, I agree. That'd be a fun franchise to reboot.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's an article I read about the top ten franchises that need a sequel, and uh, one of them was uh, Bad Boys, where it said, "You may hate Michael Bay, but uh, this series ended on a bad note." So yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> which I love Bad Boys too. You don't, but it's all good. Uh, <laughs> but I do agree, though, that. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that didn't have the same feeling as the first one. So, and I changed my views on it after after going back. I wasn't as critical on it as you were, of course, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you were because I'm contrarium soonest. That's all good. But <laughs> but I do think though, if they could just come out with another one and just kind of because they have great chemistry together, and just have maybe a different director do it instead of Michael Bay, I think it would be uh, I think it'd be pretty cool, man. to, to do another Bad Boys, but. Yeah,
3: it could be. I mean, like you say, their chemistry's
2: great. But, uh, yeah, Ghostbusters 3, do we need to have a sequel? No. I mean, Ghostbusters, the video game, I know I don't think you have any video game system, but to me, that was Ghostbusters 3 because they all came back for the game. It was written, the the story script was written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis, and everybody was in it. The only one who didn't make it was uh, Sigourney Weaver and Rick Moranis, but... Uh, everybody was in it was a great story It was. it's just it wrapped it up because it brought the two elements of the first uh, movies of uh, the first two movies it had both Zool and Vigo in there so it was awesome to me that was Ghostbusters 3 but we don't really need this movie in my opinion
3: no I mean I know Aykroyd's talking about that it's going to set up the next generation of Ghostbusters and that could be cool I don't know it just seems like he's got tunnel vision on this like he has to make a third movie you know it's like his obsession and I don't
2: think it's really necessary you know I mean yeah I hear you but uh, otherwise than that uh, the last thing I want to talk to you about was uh, the X-Men the X-Men first class sequel the whole what it's going to be about the storyline has come out and I'm a little bit worried have you heard what this storyline is supposed to be
3: No, I haven't heard a thing about this yet.
2: Okay. So, producer Brian Singer, who again will collaborate with the director, Matthew Vaughn, on the film, has confirmed that the next film in the comic book series is going to be based on the Days of Future Past storyline from the X-Men comics. That storyline involves time travel and saw the X-Men entering an alternate universe, uh, an alternate version of the universe, which means that the movie could have Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, etc., so not hmm. sure how if since the X-Men are really reality based movies, not really sure how they could pull this off. So I'm a little bit worried when I heard that so
3: yeah that yeah that's interesting uh, yeah I yeah I mean I'm I loved the latest X-Men. And I wonder how this how they're gonna tie this in because the new Wolverine movie comes out next year, right?
2: Yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah, I wonder if they're gonna tie those together at all because obviously they had you know, the Hugh Jackman Cameo in the last one. Um spoiler alert. No spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> hey, it's the movie's a year and a half old. I know. Um Yeah. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I don't know. I guess we'll see how it plays out, right?
2: Yeah, I we just gotta take it by air because you know, next year we get uh we get man of steel, we get uh X Men, we get uh I do we get uh we get Thor two, right? Because yep. Captain America 2 is we the... We
3: get Iron Man 3 and Thor 2.
2: Okay. Uh, is Robocop next year?
3: I believe it is. I believe it's slated for late next year.
2: I, I know the summer starts off with Fast 6, which is an excellent move because when they started the summer off with Fast 5, it made like a bajillion dollars. So
3: so is Fast 6 going to be before G.I. Joe? Uh,
2: well, all I know is Rock has four movies coming out next year. <laughs> he has... You're- Oh, you're going to love oh, it. Oh, yeah. 2013 <laughs> is my year, baby. I The <laughs> year of Dwayne. Yeah. We get uh, we get, uh, Snitch, which is based on a true story about a truck driver that uh, sees a murder or something yeah. and, and snitches on him. So it's kind of like a drama action flick. We get uh, G.I. Joe, where Tatum Channing or Chain of Tanning will live. Uh, But I still think Rock, though, will be the main star because when I look at the posters, it's been reevaluated. It still has him on the front cover that says, you know, Summer 2013. I think they'll make Duke live, but I still think Rock will be the main star of the movie.
3: Oh, yeah, without doubt. They'd have to reshoot the entire movie. I mean, he's he's the man in that movie.
2: Yeah. Um, And then we're going to get Fast 6 where uh, he's still going to be chasing after... Uh, ch- you know chasing after them and gina carano from haywire she is now a part of his group which uh you know haywire it, I, I had issues with that flick i think i gave it a two and a half star um, yeah
3: that's what i gave it to
2: a lot of people don't like gina i i love her. i think she's an amazing mma fighter she's awesome uh, as far as her acting abilities hey you know, I'll, I'm sure in Fast Six, I think she'll be fine. I'm not too worried about it. I don't think she's gonna suck too much because with all the star power that's gonna be around her, I don't think most people are really gonna pay too much attention to her.
3: I I think she's a really interesting choice for that. And you know, I yeah, I had high expectations for Haywire and was pretty disappointed with a lot of it. Um, but you know what? She was that was her first role ever. I yeah. mean. You know, yet she wasn't an actress. You know, hopefully she's getting better. I think she could be a really amazing, you know, action star, female action star that we don't have that many of.
2: Exactly. You know, I, I I became such a fan of her. I watched so many videos of her. She is the shyest person you would ever. Oh, yeah. She just, she always puts her hands in her face because she's so shy. But I watched this one video that says, how much damage could she do to you in five seconds? And in five seconds, she could uh, break your ribs... Uh, bust your um uh, bust your lung or something she could break your legs break your arm and give you a concussion uh it was an awesome video where they did like this whole dummy thing it was amazing how much damage she could do and then she put the the host to sleep she put him in like a a lock (laughs) he's he was like so scared he's like wait don't do it yeah and she's and she did it and he passed down he woke up he's like did you do it She'll, yeah honey you've been out for about five minutes <laughs> so she's awesome i think she well i think she has the potential to be you know uh, your first movie you're gonna kind of suck so just give her some more roles i think she'll i think she'll get better so i agree but yeah and then he's got another movie coming out with uh mark Wahlberg, which I'm. Um, uh, you know they mm-hmm. the good you know uh what was it the good guys with will
3: the other guys
2: yeah the other guys uh, you know, Rock was funny with Sam Jackson. You know, which was stupid. Him jumping off the building—that was ridiculous. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's gonna be—it's uh, Michael Bay's cheapest movie since Bad Boys One. Um, it's called Pain or Gain. It's a true story about two bodybuilders that rob a bank, and um, I think they kill some people, and then it shows you how they like go to jail and stuff. So it's a true story, and it's Michael Bay's like. Most dramatic movie. No, it's not really going to have a lot of action. So I'm, I'm pretty interested in that one. You know, I, I mean, Rock is all about trying to expand his resume as much as possible. So I don't think he had any Michael Bay hate. And especially when the studio said, you're going to have, this will be the least amount of money you've ever had since Bad Boys. That's kind of promising to me because we know we're not going to get big blowing up action scenes. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, con-
3: hopefully, hopefully he'll have to work for it, you know?
2: Exactly. And uh, Mark Wahlberg. For me it's hit or miss you know there's yeah. various movies i like him in there's various movies i don't i don't think i don't give him the hate that most people do so you know i am looking forward to it but yeah four flipping movies man next year i'm in i'm in heaven so a man of steel is just top, the icing on the cake and robocop and all those other movies so it's gonna be a good time sir so, uh, did you have any movie news? I know you guys are going to be recording soon, you might save, but that's what I had for movie news. Did you have anything you wanted to bring up before we move on to music? Uh, nothing too pressing, no. Nothing too pressing. Okay, cool. So, as far as music, the only thing I have, um, are you a fan of uh, of Def Leppard's uh, Hysteria album, sir?
3: I don't know if I would say I'm a fan. <laughs> I would say... I would say I'm aware of it and uh, don't mind it, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan.
2: Okay, cool. Well, the uh, the 25th anniversary uh, is coming out for that album. Uh, it's, the 20, it's the 25th birthday, I guess, as of today. And uh, if you go to uh, Billboard.com, they have a whole uh, story about it, and they talk about the story behind the album. And, and the cool thing I do like about this album, this is kind of when the drummer lost his arm. And pour some sugar on me. I thought was when he had both arms. So the fact of he's this is the point when going forward he'd only be drumming one arm. That's just that was really enticing to me because I'm a drummer. So it was like I can't imagine drumming one with one arm. But uh, that that just always resonated with me when whenever I hear about this album and I know that song's on there. That was the first song they ever did with him having one arm. So it, it's good times, sir. I, I, I like people that can rise above. Uh, the challenge that you think you can't do it, and you can still do it with your other body parts—good stuff. It's
3: true. That's—I mean—it's a pretty amazing story with him, you
2: know. Yeah, it's good stuff. But really, the—you know—music news obviously is not as is uh, overflowing as movie news usually is. But uh, that was really the only cool thing that I that I found uh, outside of American Idol, which is, could be considered TV news or or music news, but. Uh, you know everybody left, right? The American Idol panel.
3: Yeah, 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 they've all, they've all been running their mouths on their way out the door too, man.
2: They got Mariah Carey to join the panel. What do you think about?
3: It? It's star power. I don't know that the judges especially matter. I mean, is, I know that the judges are, you know, the faces of the show, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of discontinued watching American Idol long ago. Just kind of pop in. Yeah. Once a season, just to see what's
2: up. Yeah, last, last year was horrible. I, I hated last year. Um, Ryan Seacrest actually suggested they get new judges every year, keep it fresh, and because the judges aren't the the winner of the show, so why do you need to have the same judges every time? And I think that's a good idea, get new people, because they really wanted Britney Spears, but Simon Cowell already stole her for the X Factor. So yep, yep. They, they went with Mariah Carey, which at least people now will stop singing Mariah Carey songs because nobody can ever do it. <laughs> It'd be cool now that she's on the show. It's like it's kind of an automatic win. Hey, nobody will do Mariah Carey songs now. Thank God.
3: Oh, somebody will try.
2: Uh, why do men sing women's songs? I don't.
3: You're coming to the wrong guy with that one, <laughs> man. <laughs>
2: oh man, so bad. Oh, I just always—it's <laughs> always cringeworthy when I see that on on any music show when dudes are singing girls' songs. Very few can pull it off. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, so, sir, let's get into some TV news.
1: You're too much TV. That's what my mother tells me.
2: All right. So, uh, as far as TV news go, uh, American Horror Story. Are you familiar with this show, sir?
3: I am. Yeah. Uh,
2: it just got. Uh, it just got a season two. So, and I guess they're going to be changing the title. Uh, of the show, which is really weird. The, the They're changing the title of the show from American Horse Story to American Horror Story Asylum. So, and it'll, okay. be, it'll be set in 1964. I watched like two episodes and I was kind of done with it. I didn't love it or hate it, but I thought the show kind of got way more props than, you know.
3: Yeah, it got a lot of hype and uh, I, I was kind of the same with you. I, I watched a couple episodes and, you know, it kind of came down to... Do I have time to invest in another show? Like not this one. Um but yeah, I, I know a lot of people
2: that are just obsessed with that show. What are some of your favorite TV shows that you like to watch?
3: Man, I uh I love The Walking Dead, uh Sons of Anarchy, you know, Modern Family. I don't know, I'm kinda all over the place.
2: Do you watch Burn Notice?
3: No, I don't, and Brian has been trying to work me over to watch that and but now it's kind of one of those deals where I'm I'm so far into it. Like, man, do I have time to sit and catch up to all this?
2: Well, here's the thing. Burn Notice is one of the most solid TV shows I've ever watched. You know how, like, shows will have bad seasons? Burn Notice has never had a bad season, ever. In fact, I don't think I've ever walked away from any any episode and be like, that episode sucked. It's... I mean, it, I will give you that. It, it may sound like, okay, well, there's one main there's one main goal that they're working towards, but uh, during the episode, he has to help uh, a civilian, uh, which, which that's the general consensus, but it's done differently every episode, that it's entertaining, and you learn stuff, and it's just so... What's really cool is he does the commentary, like, he'll, he talks over the show, and... So you're like, so you actually get in the mind. He's like, well, normally a criminal would do this. Uh, but when you're in a situation, you know, it's just, it's so commentary based. And it's just so exciting. I mean, they blow stuff up in every episode. And Bill Campbell, I mean, is flipping, I mean, Evil Dead. I mean, he's just awesome. So oh, Bruce Campbell? Yeah. not Bill Campbell, oh my God. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. When I he was in the show, I was super excited And then uh, the main guy, he was uh, actually, in various TV shows I used to watch before, Uh, one of them was um, Touching Evil, where he got shot in the head, and then when he he got alive, he actually got into the minds of serial killers and stuff. It was on USA, but then it got canceled after a year. It was pretty cool, but I love Burn Notice. It's very, very solid. So I'd say, sir, you would not be disappointed if you started it. Brian is definitely right in this situation. You need to watch that show
3: he he doesn't need to hear
2: that he doesn't (laughs) need to know that he's right i'm sure he won't (laughs) listen to cool as (laughs) i say uh and then team wolf you know i thought it's mtv this is gonna suck but after the immediately i was blown away because it was taken seriously the characters were great this is one of those times where it kills the source material i love team wolf it's one of my all-time favorite shows that I, i cannot wait to watch it's so flipping good Really? It is amazing. There's uh this it's basically they the only thing they take from the movie are the names. Like uh there's there's no basketball, it's blue cross. Uh and th- his girlfriend is actually uh a bam- uh, a where like they kill werewolves. That's what their whole okay. thing is. So he, so his girlfriend always has the conflict of keeping him safe from the family. And Styles is the only like uh, really human on the on the show because everybody around him is either werewolves or uh, there's there's actually different different I don't want to say like witches or anything but it's just it's so the thing about the show is the characters there's you you invest so much in the characters because they're so awesome so I would I never thought that an MTV show could be so good and and then I was really worried because I love werewolves but. I hate werewolf movies because they all suck because the werewolf looks ridiculous. So I'm thinking once they, cause I, I was worried about that with, uh, uh, the sci-fi show. Um, Oh God. T- what's the one with, um, the werewolf and the ghost and, uh, Oh, Oh, uh, um, Oh my gosh. I watched being human, <laughs> being human one of my, okay, favorite, yeah, yeah. I can't believe it drew blank, but being human, I was worried when they finally showed the werewolf, how it was going to look, it was going to kind of be okay. If it sucks, I'm going to be very disappointed. It looked great. So when MTV did it and they showed the werewolf, I was amazed. I was like, wow, that looks flipping great. And then in season two, they got a new kind of species. It's like a hybrid of a werewolf and a lizard and it looks so amazing. So it's just so flipping good, man. Uh, hmm. and the cool thing is is that uh, there's only 12 episodes per season but the show is so popular that next season it's been doubled to 24 so so or Very 20- good. Two, yeah so i i really love team wolf good times uh and then pretty little liars is on abc family and the writing on that show is flipping amazing it always keeps you guessing uh but i've never watched like uh breaking bad i always hear good things about that do you watch that one
3: um uh, breaking bad i tried to get into just because everyone said it was so good yeah and man it's rough you know i I watched about an episode and a half of it and it's just for me you know i'm I'm busy i'm my passion is movies yeah and so any free time i have when i'm not spending with the kids or whatever i like to watch movies and so when it comes to new tv shows i kind of have to evaluate like all right where am I going to get the time to invest in a new show? Or I got to dump a show if I'm going to pick a new show up, you know?
2: Yeah. And the thing Uh, it's hard. Yeah. And the thing now is, do you know if it's going to last the season? You know, that's
3: the other frustrating thing is too many times I've been burned getting invested in a show and then left hanging, you know, left standing at the altar with it. And, yeah. You kind of get gun-shy with it.
2: I know, because at least back in the 80s, man, you knew you were getting... Like, Sledgehammer had the biggest cliffhanger where they blew up a building, and it never came back. I was like... Well, I waited three years. I was like, is Sledgehammer ever coming back on TV? <laughs> I wanted to find out what happened when they blew up the building. And then they're like, oh, that got canceled two years ago. I'm like, what? Like, I remember... I was that way
3: with... I don't know if you remember the show, The Highwayman. Yeah. I was... I loved that show. And I remember... Like you say, it was like two years. I'm a kid going, when's Man? Is it on tonight?
2: <laughs> like, that show hasn't been on in a couple of years. Like, really? I liked it. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. At least you knew if the show sucked, you were still getting a whole season. Now, you don't know if you're getting it past season, you know, episode three.
3: Exactly.
2: And it's like it, you lose either way because you invest your time. Uh, but then if you're like, well, I want to wait for it on DVD. Well, there's not enough people watching it. They're going to cancel it. So... It's such a double-edged sword now. It's like you get punished for watching new TV shows. You really do, and it's just <laughs> it sucks. Uh, but you know, lucky for us, we we have the old shows that we love, that we know how long it lasted, and we have it on DVD. You know, good old Twenty One Jump Street, uh, good times, sir, because I know you love that show just as much as I do. So
3: I do. It's a great show.
2: Uh, I love Twenty One Jump Street, man, and the theme song. I mean, they don't make theme songs like they do back then man the 21 jump street theme night rider theme dukes of hazard theme all those themes fall guy those themes were just so epic that you don't get that kind of crap nowadays man
3: oh, i agree man so a- they get stuck in your head i know that
2: yeah so sorry, right, sir that's uh, that's what i got for uh for tv news so unless you had anything to add you want to roll into cool as ice sir
3: let's do it all yep, right yep
2: <laughs>
3: yep yep
0: Their values are from the 50s. Their homes are from the 60s.
3: And their music is from the 70s. Let's stop
0: Jason. So, are we having fun yet or what?
3: But now, this sleepy little town is about
0: to become cool as ice. Drop it. Drop that zero and get with the hero. You
1: are the girl
0: for me. See you later, Dick. It's Nick. Oh yeah, yeah. Nick.
1: Sometimes I'd like to do something really wild well just because I never have.
0: If you ain't true to yourself, and you ain't true to nobody. Your love can take me higher. I want you to stay away from him.
1: He's not what you think he is. <laughs> My brother's been kidnapped.
0: What we want, Jim, is a little collection on an old IOU. You're the eye, And with you.
1: You're all wrong. You didn't do anything.
0: Come on, get on. How can you know that, Catherine?
1: I trust him, Dad.
0: Vanilla Ice is going to take an uncool world I'm the teacher, man, the and kill it, it to the bone. I it, well, I hope you like being a biker chick because you're not going to see me or my car again. Imagine that. From Universal Pictures, cool as ice. So
1: what's important to you?
0: You ain't true to yourself, then you ain't true to nobody. It's not about the things that I've been through like Nas and Jay-Z. See, I've seen a lot of things on the road to destruction. Addicted to this rap game, standing up and busting. This ain't a comeback. This ain't a second coming. We took a real loss when down back stops strumming. America's in trouble. The music is dying. They said some things about me. Now the rap game is lying. I'm a survivor. That relieves the pressure on a survivor. I've been around the block, I'm a survivor. I'm coming out the block, I'm a survivor. And you can know I'm a survivor I got the same block. I'm a survivor. What you got, what you got? I'm a survivor.
2: What you got, what you got I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. Alright. So sir, cool as ice. Vanilla Ice film debut. And uh debut, however you want to say it. And I'm very surprised, sir. You know, this movie gets an eight percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and this is such an Oscar worthy movie, I just don't understand it, sir. What's the deal?
3: Yeah, I think it's a really overlooked gem. I mean, um you know, I mean that year was kinda dominated by Silence of the Lambs. Okay. You know, kinda walked away with everything at the Oscars, and I really think the cool as ice Was just as good, if not better, in a lot of parts. I I just I don't understand how it slipped through the cracks. You know, sometimes you get that movie that just, for some reason, doesn't get the recognition, and this is obviously one of those.
2: I mean, this should have easily won the Oscar for best soundtrack because the soundtrack is amazing. You got Vanilla Ice doing three new songs, and you got excellent content. And and you have Michael Gross from Family Ties. I mean, he does such an amazing. I mean, he's almost better than what Robert Redford in this in this movie. I mean, it's amazing that his performance. I I'm I'm so upset the fact of the amount of awards that this movie didn't get nominated for, and the fact of nobody recognizes the excellent value of this film. I think it's going to be
3: one of those movies, kind of like Gone with the Wind was, where As years go on, it becomes bigger and bigger, and people appreciate it more. I'm thinking we're kind of starting to reach that point right now. We've gotten to the point, you know, 20 years later, where people are looking back and seeing what a masterpiece it was and kind of just going, wow, I really missed the boat on that. You know, you and I, I think we're leading the charge
2: in that. Exactly. That's why we're doing a show on this to point people in the right direction. I mean, you have vanilla Rob Van Winkle ice who does – it's his first movie. You know, The Rock, his first movie, uh, you know, he, granted he was in The Mummy Returns, but his first feature debuted, he was in uh, the Guinness Book of World Records as the highest paid actor for a first-time film. I mean, Vanilla Ice, I think he he blows away any movie that Dwayne Johnson has ever done. I mean, his stage presence, his, his delivery of lines, drop that zero, get with the hero, are just so – mind-blowing and amazing i mean it kind of puts me to tears sometimes when i watch this film
3: you're not joking man he really i mean he steps outside of the box of who vanilla ice is and really just throws himself into this role kind of like a daniel day lewis or sean penn just really takes this role on and makes it his own you know like few people really could um it's just amazing
2: it is and, uh, let's talk about Kristen Minter, which, you know, originally she was, uh, she was in home alone as one of the sisters and then eventually went in ER, but man, she is just unbelievable. I mean, she has got to be one of the best actresses I have ever seen in my life.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it amazes me that she, she obviously chose to walk away from acting because she really hasn't been doing a whole lot lately. Obviously her decision, um, because in this role, I mean, she the, the emotion she portrays, and just it just comes off the screen. The chemistry that she and Vanilla Ice have it's just you know it's like Casablanca out there. Agreed. Just, oh, the 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 raw emotion and uh, you know the back and forth between them is just it's it's a, it's beautiful to watch.
2: And you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, sorry girl, you know her dad did not want her to accept the role due to the sexual content, and uh, what a shame! I mean, she, you know, a future Academy Award winner, yeah, but I think she would have got an Academy Award way before when people would have saw her performance in this film.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, I mean, this would have this would have been the movie that when you when you go to her IMDb page, that this is at the top of the list, you know. People would have forgotten all about that Shakespeare in Love and all that when it came to this. This is the one. And uh, luckily, it went to somebody
2: else, you know, her loss. I mean, how could this movie, by the Raspberry Awards, possibly nominate as the worst new star, Kirsten uh, Minster? Mm -hmm. Worst actor, Vanilla Ice. Worst song, Cool as Ice. Which, that song, I mean, it's unflippin' believable. Worst screenplay worst picture, worst director. I mean seriously, a motorcycle that can go to the second floor and drive through to rescue a kid. I mean, if that's not great script writing, I don't know what is.
3: Yeah, I mean it's
2: and we can go on and on about this. I just
3: I can't believe the way people viewed this, you know. It's a great movie. It it's highly overlooked. The director um you know, you, you look at his filmography, yeah. and you see that, you know, David Kellogg, I mean, before this, the guy was skilled at working and making <laughs> Playboy Playmate of the Year videos. Um, and, and great at that, I'm sure. I mean, at right. top of his field, right? And they, they say, we need somebody to do this cool as ice. You're the guy. I mean, come on. He felt he got the dream job of a lifetime right here. Right. Getting to do cool as ice. I mean, and then, you know, and then he follows it up with Inspector Gadget. These are obviously a great director. Obviously, you know,
2: score <laughs> of a lifetime. Oh man, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, hopefully we had you guys rolling uh, on on our serious take on the film. Uh, there's no doubt about it, sir. Mean you love this film, but it's for the simple fact of for me, this is the my all time favorite guilty pleasure movie. And uh, I don't know where it is for you, but I thought since you're the king of guilty pleasures on, on your guys' show, nobody could help me with this movie more than you, which is the biggest reason why I wanted you on, because you and me, we stick up for this film, and Jason hates us for it. He just rips on us completely. So uh, I don't know where you stand on Guilty Pleasure Wise, sir, but... Uh, this is at the top of the list this is as well, the, man. This is the top, man. I mean, it's the worst story ever. I mean, like you said, the dude did Playboy stuff. So all he was all about was forget the story, say some cool lines... Let's do some cool music video shots. Yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of those. And you'll be a star. I mean, like the bad guys flipping, sit outside the house, say, "You got 24 hours to get us the money," and then they sit there for three days. <laughs> 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 oh, so bad. But I, the cool is, I the music in this film, whether you like the film or not, is awesome. Yeah, it is. I love this music and ah, oh, this, this this song. I mean, for me, it's Ice Ice Baby and survivor and then cool as ice or ninja rap and then cool as ice Mm. everybody get loose oh that song's so awesome i mean granted naomi campbell starts off this movie i mean you immediately know you're in a music video when your credit sequence is five minutes long
3: (laughs) it's basically a music video naomi campbell lip-syncing oh man
2: so good oh so sir uh let's talk a couple things so Uh, Vanilla Ice. Uh, during this time, you know, he was at the at the height of his career, and you know, I have been an Ice fan since day one, and uh, he has gone through a lot of uh, a lot of troubles in his life, especially because of uh this image of the of the funky hair and and the you know just do he was 16 years old when he did Ice Ice Baby, so he really was under the control of the music because back then music was, you know, pay you a million dollars up front and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So, uh, he's hated his whole past and hated this movie and stuff. And it wasn't until recently that he's been able to embrace and look back on this stuff. And, uh, And he's become, he's actually, you know, he went through a lot of drug problems and just a lot of, a lot of down and outs and a lot of attempted suicides and stuff. But he is, he has risen above and finally found happiness with his family. And uh, he's actually, you know, has an awesome show, uh, The Vanilla Ice Project, uh, which I learned so much about fixing up the house and my wife. It's actually a really surprisingly good, uh, you know, home. Home show. Really good. I love that show. My wife, she the the first time she watched it, because, uh, you know, I made her watch this film. She was pissed off at me for a very <laughs> long time. Uh, but uh, I, I had, uh, you know, I put this show on. And after the first episode, she's like, hey, I want to thank you for making me watch this show. I really enjoyed it. So by the time season two hit, she got really excited. And she's like, that looks awesome. And there's never once where she's been like, that looks ugly. Or, you know, she always says he's got a really great eye and stuff. And she's become a big Ice fan uh, after watching that show. And from what I heard, the Adam Sandler movie, you know, That's My Boy. A lot of people uh, have hated that film. But they all say the same thing, that Vanilla Ice stole the movie, which is really cool to hear. You know, he does such a horrible, horrible you know movie and then now in 2012 he's getting props being in another movie which is pretty cool
3: yeah man i love vanilla ice man and like like you're saying i mean he's gone through so much i'm glad that he's finally embraced who he is you know i mean i don't know if you ever remember him on the surreal world oh i did you know and and he he wanted to be just call me rob and if anyone called him vanilla he'd flip out and punch walls and you know, like, dude, come on, man. Just that's who you are. I'm sorry. You know, like to a generation, you're not you're an icon in, of sorts. Just embrace it, you know, instead of fighting it. And it's cool to see that he's come around to that and realized, yeah, you know what? I can't I can't fight it. Why? Why put that stress? You know,
2: right. You know, and uh, you watched it and you saw that it was Eric Estrada and Tammy Faye of all people. That really helped him deal with his anger and just kind of embracing, you know, like Tammy Faye. You know, I'll, I'll never forget, like when he first showed up, he started like ripping like, oh, there's no God and all this and that. And we come from aliens and stuff. And then when Tammy, yeah. Tammy Faye really started talking to about it, he's like, you know what? You are like the most nicest, coolest, loving person I've ever met. You know, and she's like, oh, let me pray for you and stuff. And, and then, like, everything started to change. And then Eric Estrada just really said, dude, you know, I'll never forget that episode when they're in the bar and the girls are up there singing Ice Ice Baby. And he's just, he's so mad. And he's like, man, this sucks. And he just, he hands him the mic under the table. He's like, dude, you got to do it, man. And it wasn't until the second verse when he bust in and did it and everybody just started showing the love that he, I think that's kind of his his turning point when he started to really embrace. Uh, his past and be like you know what That was then that's not who I am now I become a better Person and you know I have Every single album he's ever done and, uh, you know, his first two albums were clean in regards to, like, you know, swearing and stuff. But then, like, by the third one, when he did the heavy metal album, that's when he said he wanted to make the most brutal album that you could possibly imagine. That's where he did Too Cold, which was a remake of Ice Ice Baby, but just done as heavy Yeah, metal. that's right. I, I love that song, but this was the first album where he had a lot of swearing in it and stuff, and there was just a lot of hate that you could feel on that album. And he started to really uh, do a lot of drugs. The second album is when the drugs started to really kick in. But uh, this, his newest album, uh, WTF, which doesn't stand for what you think it does. It actually stands for something else. It's the first album that doesn't have any swearing, doesn't have any drug reference, and it's all about just having fun. And it was awesome. He's just talking about his wife and his kids and just how happy he is. And it was such a, a – great album to listen to because not only i love his style because he mixes the rap and the rock and the stuff but it was nice to actually hear a happy vanilla ice uh which was i'm really happy for the guy that he's he's finally you know didn't cave in and commit to suicide and stuff like that it's just it, he's really a great guy and i'm you know i that's probably another reason why i love this movie so much because like you i think you said you had the haircut uh, from this film, uh, you had like the, the whole dome, uh, you know, cut out head. Uh, yeah. I used to imitate the dancing. I mean, th- this is so 90s, no doubt about it, right? The color. I mean, the cinematography is actually really good in this film.
3: My my wife came in and watched this while I was watching it one time and just sat there and like watching something like a, she's like, this is like a time capsule of me in like freshman year of high school. Just the, the clothes and the hair and just everything. You know, it is. It's great. I mean, yeah, I did. I, hey, I had the vanilla, high, vanilla ice, the, the lines in the head and the steps and everything. As recently as last year, I did that. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. As a joke, I was like, this. I'm going to put some steps in. I'm going to bring those back. And uh, I got the same deal that he had in this movie, putting my hair as a joke. Only funny, you know, the bad part is is when you do that to your hair, Takes a little while to grow back out, so.
2: Right, right. Get some looks. I know that. I did. You get a lot of dirty looks or what?
3: I got a lot of. Are you serious? <laughs> like, look at this guy. Like, does he know it's not nineteen ninety one?
2: You know, even back then, this the budget on this film was six million. How much do you think it actually made at the box office? And and keep in mind, this is Vanilla Ice at his prime, uh, top of the world. How much do you think this movie made? Nine hundred and twenty-five thousand. Close one really? million one million one hundred ninety three dollars.
3: Wow, it act- That's not a good return, it,
2: right? It uh, it debuted at number fourteen when it came out for the for, for- yikes. <laughs> and that was back. It was back when they wouldn't release five
3: movies a week. I mean, movies would just stay in the theater for a right? while.
2: Uh, it it grossed six hundred thirty eight thousand. Uh, it opened in three hundred ninety three theaters. Ranked 14 of the new releases. And, of course, the reviews were negative. What's funny, though, if you go to Amazon.com and you read people's reviews, they give this thing five stars. And they just talk about the one-liners and stuff. Uh, it's so good. Um, I I recently, uh, yesterday, I listened to a podcast. that uh, There's only about six or seven podcasts that's reviewed this film. And, of course, they, they tear it to pieces, which, uh, you know, we're going to have fun with this film. But Vanilla Ice was on the last 15 minutes and uh they had a lot of questions for him but one thing he said is that uh really i got paid a bunch of money to do it which of course if you you get offered to do it you know you're gonna do it uh but for me i love it now because i used to hate this film but it led to turtles i would never have gotten in the ninja turtles 2 if i had never done cool as ice and think about that ninja turtles 2 ninja rap where would we be without that song
3: that is true, man. That I, I got my kids into that the other day. We were watching all the Turtles movies.
2: And my daughter, uh, when this movie started, she uh, she's like, oh, is this Vanilla Ice movie? Because she saw his name, and she knows the song Cool as Ice. And she watched like the first like 20 minutes, and she's like, how did Vanilla Ice make this movie? Wasn't he on tour? And I was like, yeah, he just took a little break. And she watched the whole movie, and she loved it. <laughs>
3: That's awesome. A new generation.
2: A new generation. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. So, all right. Beginning of the movie, sir. We start off with Naomi Campbell singing. I mean, excellent, excellent way. But the dance moves, the whole dance scene, uh, what do you think of this whole intro to the beginning of the film? <laughs>
3: I think it's pretty ridiculous, but, um, you know, I like you say, there's there's a few kind of music videos in this movie. Um I love the I love the Naomi Campbell singing and Bill Ice just dancing around her and then, you know, going into his song. I think it's cool. I don't you can't <laughs> give me to say anything bad about this movie, so
2: good stuff, sir. So there is one line in, in this song that always drives me crazy. It's the second verse when he goes, Rolling in town with my windows down, I'm on my bike and I'm headed for the mic. <laughs> <laughs> How could you put your windows down on your bike? <laughs>
3: Man, you don't know. He was rolling in money back then. He could, he maybe had a car bike. You don't know.
2: Right, right. It's possible. Rolling in a 5.0, it's all good. Uh, but, uh, oh, man, I, I love the beginning. I mean, the uh, obviously, this director, he's all about making a music video, all about the fast scenes. So, I mean, the editing wise, it's pretty crazy, pretty ridiculous. And uh, the thing with Johnny is, that's his name in the movie, is Johnny. They try to keep him as mysterious as possible. And as, as I said on the podcast, that they were supposed to be uh, like gypsies almost. Like no family. Uh, they just drive to place to place. So it was supposed to be mysterious because, you know, they don't really get into that. Uh, were you ever confused by, you know, his, I know there's not a lot of depth to this movie. The plot's pretty pretty thin, But, uh, (laughs) yeah,
3: yeah, you know, it's weird because it kind of just picks up where he and his, he and his three friends are out, you know, riding their crotch rockets around and one breaks down and the story kind of starts. Yeah. It's like, well, what's, I don't, what are, what's going on with these guys? You know, nothing about anybody in this group.
2: Well, so like after the beginning of the movie, when you get the really cool song and you, they all have their own colors. Like they have like uh, green, red, yellow, purple outfits. So real crazy. I, I love Ice's jacket. I mean, his pants are really crazy. But I do love his black jacket with all the wording on it and stuff. Hey, he, he's down by law. Down by law. Which is funny if you, you know, on the, on the right hand top corner in the movie, it says uh, sex me up. But yep. like on the cover it says help help uh, yep. or it says yep yep. yep so yep. so yeah, if you look at all the promo pictures for this jacket it always says yep yep, but in the movie it says sex me up, which is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know it starts off and yeah, they he gets a phone number from Monique who writes the fastest number in history of film. She writes by five- Great
3: Bobby Brown. You talk about late 80s early 90s. She was like the queen of music videos back then.
2: Right? And uh and Monique Writes her phone number, like 555, and then puts it in his jacket. I'm like, did you complete that number, girl? <laughs> it's a fake number. Fake number, right? So, yeah, they're driving around. And, uh, okay, it's like dawn, right? It's like kind of the time in this movie you go from day to night, night, day. Just like, randomly. Yeah, randomly. So it's like dawn. They're on their bikes. And then all of a sudden it turns to bright daylight. And he's like, hey, yo, Jazz, come up here. And then they don't say nothing. And then they just point and say, Yo, man, look over there. And that's it. It's like, is, <laughs> why, why did he have him call him up to say, Yo, Joe Jazz, come up here? Why'd you want him to come up here? They don't say nothing. Yeah, what's up, Ice? What's going on? What's hey. up? <laughs> I don't get it. What do you want? <laughs> okay, so Ice's hair in the beginning of the first half of this film, because he has two hairstyles he has the, the super ridiculous, crazy hair in the front. And then it gets short, which I like the short version. But this, what do you think of the hair? Not not the size, just, just the the top where it looks like Ace Ventura kind of hair.
3: <laughs> it's just like everything in this movie, it's just over
2: the top, right? You know, it's, it's trippy. That, that's the word that's been used. Is this movie is trippy? It like as I said, this movie is good if you're on drugs or off drugs. It's like <laughs> it's like Tim Burton meets, you know, it's like Beetlejuice meets. Uh, Alice in Wonderland is kind of how this is supposed to set up. Because, you know, they're rolling in a small town, and the trees are all set up like cones, right? They look like almost mushrooms. When, you, when you're when you going down the street and you see all the different trees, they all have the same exact length and the exact same shape, and it looks almost like a Mario Brother mushroom-looking trees. Did you notice that?
3: No. I, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. They are all... Yeah. all uh manicured yeah yeah
2: that's when they're playing the funky music when everybody's just staring at them like oh there's a bunch of black people rolling in town but they're led by a white guy they're all like staring like with their mouth open and they're playing the funky uh you know they're playing the really the, the hip-hop music and then they just show you the trees and all the different houses and then you get to the crazy house uh kind of like the Alice in Wonderland house the real trippy six feet tall salt and pepper shakers uh, what do you think of this couple I, man, I just, I can, I
3: watch this movie so many times. I just can't figure them out. There's like some, you know, random independent artists just creating their own stuff.
2: They can work on crotch rockets, I guess, too. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, immediately... Uh, well, I guess I should back up a little bit. When uh, w- when we were talking about, hey, come over here, check it out. We see Catherine, who uh, is played by Kristen Minster, Which, in all seriousness, I I did think that uh, her and Ice they do have really good chemistry together, and I I really do like her in this film. And just I don't say she's the greatest actress in the world, but she I did feel was one of the highlights of this film. I really did enjoy her in this film. What about you? I mean, how do you honestly think she did in this movie?
3: Um, yeah, she was all right. I mean, nobody in this movie was really pushed to their I, limit. I don't, right, think. right? Of course. You know, um, I mean, yeah, like on a scale you know, of one
2: she, to ten, like about a five, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: I mean, she she did what she did had to do. She's pretty good. Yeah.
2: Now, did you know that uh, when Ice is uh, on the bike, did you know he does all the bike stunts in this movie when he jumps the fence and he drives through the house and jumps over the car? Did you know that was him?
3: I did not know that, but it doesn't surprise me because it's Vanilla Ice we're talking about.
2: Right, because he's a motocrosser. So, I mean, he he actually told the guys, they're like, no, we don't want you to do this. You know, you might get hurt. What if you get scratched? He's like, let me show you how it's done. And he did it. They thought it was great, and they decided to let him do it. For the rest of the film. So, uh, but yeah, he jumps over a fence with no, uh, no ramp. He just sees her and's like, Hey, there, there's a
3: girl. I'm going to jump the fence real quick with my bike.
2: Yeah. And she falls off the horse and he's like, Hey, are you okay? He gets punched and first words out of his mouth, What's wrong with you? He goes, You hit pretty good for a girl. Okay. For he, a girl. <laughs> he, he does really bad here with the line delivery. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, but I, I do like when, uh, He's just like, yep, yep, she likes me. It's some good times. So when she's like, uh, oh, did I hurt you? Oh, you hit pretty good for a girl. And uh, well, I'll take that from a, as a compliment from a macho biker like yourself. And then he's like, yep, yep, she likes me.
3: What's <laughs> your name, Catherine? Yeah, cat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. So, uh, so yeah, those, uh, his crew, You know, the girl is actually from Coming to America.
4: She, she?
2: Yeah, she is the sister of Akeem's woman, the one that always wanted to get with Akeem. Uh-huh. And, and then it's actually, yeah, that's who she is. She isn't coming to America. So right. that's why she's pretty, she was kind of solid in this film. She wasn't too bad. And then uh, the other guy, uh, which was uh, Deezer D, Jazz, he went that to was the guy- in ER for like 15 years.
3: Yeah, he was the guy that was making the pickles and peanut butter and pineapple and, like, prawn sandwich.
2: Yeah, and then, of course, uh, you know, Kat was actually on ER as well. She was, like – I think she was, like, the receptionist almost. She always had the attitude problem, and I was like, that's the chick from Cool as Ice. Oh, I used to love watching her on ER, man. She was so horrible to everybody. It's good (laughs) times, man. It's like – she actually – she's made, like, 30 movies, Surprisingly, so she's still working today. She just kind of picks and chooses here and there, you know. So so
3: do I. I, mean, I understand.
2: <laughs> it's all good there. So yeah, uh, I I like after the house. Uh, surprisingly, Kat and her boyfriend Nick, uh, they just happen to you know Kat just happens to live down the street from where Ice and the crew are staying at, which is convenient. You know, I guess it's a small town. Uh, but we got to talk about. The, the epic scene where he's just like, I love you. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get the real funky music. And some of the great best line deliveries ever, man. He goes, if you need me, I'll be right over there. In <laughs> <laughs> the uh, words to wisdom, drop that zero and get with the hero. That's the line, man. <laughs> that was, actually, that's his line. Like the... Looky, 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 and cat's black bookie. That's all his improv that he said. So like, they're all like, whatever lines you have, go ahead and fill three and throw, fill three and throw it in. And he's very surprised. Uh, it was one of the first things he said in his interview was that I this film is definitely not as bad as I think it was because it's 20 years later people are still saying drop that zero and get with the hero. I'm like seriously, people still remember that. And uh, and he actually embraces the film. He knows it's crazy and just kind of off the wall, but like for him, it got him in the turtles too. And he goes, everybody loves the turtles. You know, how can you not love the turtles? You know, but, uh, it's pretty cool, man. Some of his lines as ridiculous as they are. There's some, there's still good stuff, man.
3: Oh, they're all gems to me.
2: Uh, his, he always says simple as a pimple. It's, yeah. <laughs> always cracks me up, but I love when he's like, see Dick, it's Nick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick. Uh, that's, that, that's a good running gag throughout the film, uh, her boyfriend. <laughs> so let's talk about Tommy. Uh, you know, when we see Kat's family, we get a real crazy scene of they're all moving in super fast motion. And yeah. how, how do you describe this scene?
3: Dude, I do not understand what the purpose <laughs> of that scene was. Like a lot of them in this movie, like this director, I mean, he obviously never done anything like a feature movie. And I just... <laughs> Yeah, it's like they just, for some reason, like this is how we're going to introduce this family.
2: They're 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 on speed. They're on. they're on speed it's just a family of meth heads yeah right she's going around the table super fast The michael gross from family ties is in the chair going e e e and with the paper going in and out and then all of a sudden tommy's like tommy looks at this at the camera the whole time you notice that oh yeah yeah
3: yeah, yeah. he stares right at he
2: you. stares right at him. and then when the camera goes over his head you see his eyes looking above his head i'm like tommy seriously dude get your eyes off the camera people can see that uh so Cat makes national news, right? For what? For riding horse? Is that what it is?
3: Yeah, I love that, too. I love the news stories. They're sitting watching it. <laughs> like, really? This is, like, big news?
2: Yo, she's on. Yo, 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 man. Chill, <laughs> chill, chill. Oh, good stuff. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, and what's up with the TV made of plants?
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the- yeah, they got the TV and the top of it is, is like recessed and they got plants growing out of it. I'm like, I'm thinking, how do you water that? How, how do you keep those plants going? You water it. It's got to leak into the TV.
2: Right, right. Oh, you're not wasting my time. I'm just cooling. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I use that. I'll tell you, I still use some of these lines in this flick. I still use them today. The the, the one my wife absolutely hates, which you probably know because you, you were a big supporter of my Batman series. But, you know, Joygasm. Whenever yeah. if Jim Carrey, she used to slap me in the back of the head every time I said that. She's like, don't say that. But I always say drop that zero and get rid of hero. All she does is just roll her eyes. And then uh, another one I always use today is from my science project. Uh, hey, kid, why you wear sunglasses at night? Because when you cool, the sun shines on you 24 hours a day. Love that movie. I love, love it. it. I love it, man. That is not a guilty pleasure. That is actually a legitimate, awesome movie. So... Love my science project. But, uh, yeah, this scene's crazy, but, yeah, she makes national news for riding a horse or something like that. And then, (laughs) uh, you know, Michael Gross has got his fingers over his face because he's actually in witness protection, which you don't find it out till what, the plot doesn't actually start to like, an hour and ten minutes in this movie. Well, you
3: get the, isn't this where you get the phone call, the phone rings? Yeah, yeah. And nobody's there. And instantly the mood shifts in his face. You're like, what, what? Somebody called and hung up and. Okay. Oh. He, foreshadowing.
2: Oh, here's the thing with this film. It's like a comedy, right? But the moment he's on screen, it actually turns into a movie or something. I, I'm I'm confused. It's like he. That whole
3: B plot with him was just so ridiculous and thrown in there. It's like it's like they they'd gotten a couple of pages from a different script mixed in with this, right? And the director's like, okay, yeah, no, we're having fun. There's vanilla. Oh, wait a minute, there's a dark turn. I guess we shoot that next. <laughs> You know, like somebody accidentally dropped some pages into this cuz it's just so random and
2: just no reason for it. Yeah, he is uh they all they tell you is is that he was uh he was a cop and his partner was dirty. He was a good cop and he turned over, I guess, state evidence or do they not even go that far, but
3: No, they kind of just said that they they yeah, that he kind of <laughs> He was a good cop. He narked out his partner and uh, some other cops.
2: and uh... He went to jail. They got witness protection. And uh, and they changed their name. And he started selling insurance. But he was afraid being on TV, they would find him. But why did you go on TV in the first place? If I'm in witness protection, I can't on TV uh, that everybody's going to see. Because, you know, riding a horse is national news. But uh, see... That's the best part is you're in witness protection.
3: First off, I, I think they you kind of are like don't they have a government program that watches over you and tells you like, "Hey dummy, don't go on TV. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to do that."
2: Right? Right? But for for just, you know, throwing scenes together, he goes on TV, the bad guys sitting in a bar just happens to watch uh the TV and aren't the- everybody's watching this. It's the horse story. Everyone's watching it. Yeah, it's the horse whisperer story. <laughs> uh he just happens to watch it on TV and recognizes that it's him and uh he's a hitman right i mean these two these two guys they're like the worst hitmen in like all of TV land right the,
3: <laughs> yeah man they they make the wet bandits look like tough guys i mean they, yeah these his partner the big tall one at goofball is like a cartoon character of a hitman right oh
2: man like what ridiculous t- what, when the hitmen's go up and say hi, hi, uh, Jim or what was it? What's his real name? I forget. Um, Gordon. Oh yeah, I
3: can't remember. Yeah,
2: Jim or Gordon. It doesn't matter because these care whatever. The only thing you care about are you know Vanilla Ice in this movie. But anyways, uh, he's either Jim or, or Gordon. They say, you know, we saw you on TV, and he goes, you know, you we are here to collect the debt. And what we just time, want what you owe us. just want what you owe us. But in the meantime, before they go and actually knock on the door, they sit outside the house. Uh, they eat food, and they, <laughs> they spit the food out all over the ground. Uh, and they say, you know, we'll come back later. They know for sure that it's his house, but they want to wait till nighttime to knock on the door. Because nighttime is the perfect time when you've been sitting outside in daytime when everybody sees you that – you're not going to be, cons- you know, you'll be conspicuous, right?
3: Yeah, they didn't see us sitting up front for the last seven hours, you know. Right. <laughs> Nobody spotted us.
2: And the and the twist of the film is that because Vanilla Ice goes up to them to ask where the sugar shack is, because that's where Kathy has gone to, uh, because Ice wants to see her because, you know, he stole her black book. Uh, he wants to find out where she is, so they tell her that, well, they tell him they're, that she's at the sugar shack. He actually goes up to the two guys to ask him where it is. And of course, that's when Gordon, aka Jim, looks out the window, sees him talking to the two guys and automatically thinks he's working with them. So yeah. that's you get the whole hate relationship between him and, and Johnny. It's or, just a big misunderstanding, man. Just a big understanding. even though there's like <laughs> coincidences, you know, where he delivers the kidnap tape to their door, you know, everything I I can see where he's coming from, why he thinks that, but uh anyways they go to the sugar shack let's uh, if you hate vanilla ice music listen to this band playing and ice's music is going to be like rolling stone music okay oh. or beatles or whatever it is you consider to be the greatest band ever because this band is horrible <laughs> oh my gosh uh, what he is- puts on an amazing performance though right he gets up there man Oh, well, he does. I I love it. You actually see all the nerds. you are like, should we be scared now? You can actually hear him in the background. Um, I, I uh, wow, this whole scene is crazy because immediately he's like molesting her on this on the floor, just like <laughs> her and humping her and stuff. And she's all for it, even though her boyfriend is right there. She's just got an immediate attraction to Ice. This is this movie is love at first sight. It should be the title of this film because she immediately trusts him. She immediately wants to dump her boyfriend just because he jumped his bike and made her fall off a horse. So it's good times, man. Good times. You're right, though, man. It's good performance. I want to thank you for letting me be myself. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as the three songs he does, uh, performance-wise, we have uh, Cool as Ice, we have... Uh, uh, the People's Choice, which is the name of the song, and then we have Get With It at the end. Uh, which of the three performances uh, was your favorite of the film?
3: I kind of like this one, man, just because it's a little more extended, and you know, he's got some room to do his vanilla dance. You know, I, I liked it. Well, he was you know? really dancing in, in the beginning, though, man. He was in the beginning, but yeah, I
2: mean, I mean, you're you're making me choose between my children here. I mean, this is—they're <laughs> <Cool. laughs> all great. Good. All right. That that's good. That's a good answer. So we see Nick uh, yelling at Kat as as he should that she was just getting a little too uh, frisky with ice on the floor, and uh, he gets really kind of verbally abusive, wouldn't you say?
3: Yeah, he's he's your,
2: <laughs> he's such your typical
3: like uh, you know <laughs> just snobby boyfriend. What are you doing? You're like oh yeah. He doesn't know who he's talking to, though.
2: Now, uh, before Ice went to the sugar shack, he had one of the greatest lines I've ever heard in a in a movie. Where are you going? Cross the street, the schlinger schlong. What, is, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I have no idea. It's funny, though. But Do you have any idea what that means? Cross the street, the schlinger schlong.
3: I, I got some ideas, but I think this is a family podcast.
2: You think it's along those lines. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Because I love the lady. She's just like, what?
3: and i love how they keep cutting back to you know through all this movie they keep cutting back to that couple and they're just dismantling this bike more and more yeah uh, if just little quick little shot of them like oh now the bike's stripped down to bare bones okay
2: yeah because we didn't talk about it but essentially uh, when they were riding in the town uh the the bike broke down and they just happen to you know they're dragging the bike along and that's when they find this crazy house and the guy just says i can fix your bike but as he, his motto is you can't fix anything without taking it apart first so you got to start from ground zero gotta start from ground zero <laughs> so that's why they're stuck at this house even though i think 3 days goes by in this film but it's really hard to tell how many days they're there i don't know
3: I, i'm well, like you say when it's day and night just randomly who knows
2: cuz they go it's daytime Uh, let's go, she's at the sugar shack and then immediately it's nighttime. But if you're in a small town, it should only take you five minutes to to go over there. So obviously he has all these clothes. He didn't have a backpack on his (laughs) way. Yeah, exactly. He's got all these different clothes. He's got these new pants and he's got his jacket on that he didn't have before. Uh, what do you think of that hat though, man? That, that, the hat with the metal plates on it. I always wanted that hat.
3: I had a hat similar to that, man. It had a metal plate. Riveted to the front of it, thing weighed five pounds. Oh. <laughs> Ridiculous fashion, man. Just and he's wearing his fanny pack with his yeah. like crazy shorts. And, oh man! Now the
2: uh, go ahead.
3: The the fashion in this movie is just amazing. It I look back and I'm like I had that. I had that Stussy shirt with the eight ball on it. Like
2: man, I love that outfit. I don't. It's still I would wear that today. That whole like jail. <laughs> Eight ball outfit he wears, I think that still looks cool today. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm go look in some boxes in the basement. I might be able to hook you up. All right, cool. Uh, uh so did you notice though when they show you the, the the two the two thugs or whatever, you notice they play the cart they were playing cartoon sounds when they would ever pull the gun out of their pants. Anytime you pulled the gun out, it would be a cartoon sound, and you'd hear like cartoon whistling in the background. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? I'm like immediately obviously the movie's not taking itself seriously, but then when you get to Michael gross and all of his scenes are like the real supposed to be serious slash drama type of, so the movie doesn't really know if it wants to be a comedy or if it's trying to take itself seriously, it gets real confusing, but it's still good though, man. I I enjoy it. I mean, I I don't think Michael gross, you know, I I thought he was cool. I didn't have any issues with him. I mean, he definitely wasn't a, a 10 on the 10 bar, but uh, I think he was definitely better than than the thugs at, and half of this film. That's faint praise, my man. <laughs> uh, so uh, the ice and cat chemistry. Because after, after this, we really get to spend about, what, a good 20 or 30 minutes of them just being together and – the first date, he's already in her bedroom putting ice in her mouth because she wants her organizer back that he stole. So you're the first day knowing, or maybe it's the second day because it is morning, uh, he's immediately in her bed, and she's not creeped out by this.
3: Yeah, he just kind of shows up. Yeah, I, dude, he's got charisma. Yeah,
2: which uh, the podcast listened to they did admit that any other person this would probably be creepy, but ice doesn't come off as a creepster. So that's why you can go along with this scene, you know, uh, and they actually said that to him like, you know, you actually don't come off as a creepster. So it actually seems OK that you are just laying in her bed. Uh, but, you know, like I said, this movie should be called Love at First Sight because. Uh, immediately she's just like you know i need to change and he's like go ahead and i think this is kind of where whenever ice is on screen with her his acting is better you know like in the beginning it was atrocious right (laughs) i do think he he's actually relaxed enough to put on a performance when he's with her to me he's the strongest when he's with her when he's kind of by himself, he's just got to kind of pose. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of lines in this film. He probably has, like, what, one or two sheets of, of dialogue in this film?
3: Yeah, he really doesn't have a whole lot for being the unquestioned star of the movie.
2: Right. Uh, but what, do you do you agree with that, that he seems to be better uh, yeah. with her? like I mean, I really do actually feel the chemistry between these two. I mean, I actually would think that they – went off and became boyfriend and girlfriend after this you know it's like i kind of felt that with mr and mrs smith i was like yeah i can see it i mean i'm not saying that they have the same kind of chemistry as those two but it actually for a horrible crappy piece of junk movie it actually has a legitimate chemistry between your two main characters and that's good because this movie would totally not even have any redeeming guilty pleasure quality if those two didn't have any chemistry together wouldn't you agree
3: yeah, yeah, they definitely, yeah, I agree with you But you know, he, he does kind of pick up his acting, and there is a certain chemistry between the two of them. Um, you know, well, and then this leads to one of my favorite parts of the movie is where they leave her house and uh, go out on their, I guess, their date. Right. And of all the places, where does he choose to take her for their date?
2: A construction site. <laughs> An abandoned construction site, basically. Right? Because when I want to go on a first date, that's where I'm going to take my girl, is to a construction site.
3: Hey, you want to, You ever seen an A-frame house before? Let's go check this out.
2: To be fair, though, they do show them uh, in the field horse riding and... Uh but I think most of it takes place though on the construction site. On, on, on the construction site because he has like a hose and they're spraying each other with water and you can see the, the house in the background. So I'm pretty sure all this does take place around that area.
3: They're they're not wearing hard hats though, and I don't think that's OSHA approved. Right. Um, um
2: yeah. if, one of the things they always say is dis. And I used to say that all the time, man, in the nineties. <laughs> Cause you know, she disses him the first time and they're like, and then, uh, when they come back from the, or no, that's before, that's before they do this when he's like this again because she wanted to organize her. Organizer. So that was
4: before. right. Right.
2: So they have such a great time. Uh, I mean, they're kissing and they're just like, they actually start talking. And, uh, one of the lines that, uh, he says, which, Oh, I
3: love it. I think this is one of my favorite lines of the movie. I think
2: w- which one.
3: It ain't where you're at. It's ain't where you're from. It's where you're at. Right.
2: Uh. If you ain't true to yourself, you ain't true to nobody.
3: That's right.
2: Obviously, this is kind of foreshadowing for him in real life because he wasn't true to himself making this movie. You know, he was just going along with the machine and just kind of doing what everybody told him and just getting the money. But now he could say to himself. That if you ain't true to yourself, you're not true to nobody because he's all he's very big in the underground, you know that's his thing. his touring is the clubs the the underground time because that's where he found his real fans, so now I could say that he would say he's true to himself doing his show because after after rapping. Uh, you know, after his big break, he got into the whole working on house. He's been doing that for 20 years, you know, flipping houses. And they just finally made a show out about it. So, I mean, he's very smart and intelligent and knows how to flip a house and make tons of money on it. But uh, now I could say he this line is kind of a foreshadowing, kind of like art imitating life kind of thing. So, But I, I do like that line, though. You're right. It's some good times.
3: Yeah, so this is where we get our uh, our next – music video break basically uh what on the on the construction site
2: okay i roll my eyes at this one.
3: Oh, it is so goofy man it just uh, uh like they're like dancing around through this house like playing hide and go seek behind what? wood like like peekaboo and he's like making the weirdest faces like Oh, These Batman. little
2: waves, like peekaboo. Like, oh, what is going on? Oh, this is like the only time where I'm rolling my eyes. Like, okay, this movie makes Batman and Robin look like The Dark Knight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's just, oh man, and the camera work. It just makes you makes you sick. It's just spinning, constant spinning in circles, yeah. following them around. Like, oh, this is not. This is bad.
2: And it's just, oh, I, I oh man, I. Uh... So bad, so bad <laughs> okay. so when they get done, uh, and they drive back to to town, uh you know to, he wants to drop her off, of course, uh, this is when the threat's been made that he has to come up with the money, but of course they're not back yet to you know break his face or whatever it was they threatened to do. He just opens the door and he's like, you know tells ice to leave her leave his daughter alone, so what do you think of this scene, sir?
3: I think stuff's about to get real. That's what I think. It's uh fun time is over.
2: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think this is the point where the all the fun times are kind of kind of gone, you know. It's at this point it really takes a serious turn in the movie. It really does. It's like cuz then he tells a story about what happened and that you can't see him again and like how can you trust somebody that you just met, you know, and then uh Ice is told that it's her dad speaking because he's like, isn't that up to her if she can see me again? And he just says, get the hell out of here. And he's just got a real mad look on his face like he wants to kill him. And then the next morning she comes out. He's like, hey, what's up? And then she just says, I can't see you anymore. And and then she just says that uh, sometimes I feel like I know you. Uh, but how do you know somebody you just met? And, uh, and he's like, is this you or your old man talking? I like this scene until he says – until so she's like me you don't know me at all and then he, yeah r- yeah okay why don't you say so? it's like she's not speaking for her dad so she's now saying f- her feelings to you so why are you running away so i was like that was dumb it's like that's like oh i just want to slap him across the head for it. <laughs> but of course the reason they do that is so they can do a music video shot of him in the desert just chilling on his bike and showing him mad driving the bike around and stuff. It's I mean it's got good music and uh, it's a good good music video scene but uh you know story wise it was kind of irritating. So let's talk about the ring, sir. You know he he gets the ring from her to to basically say that uh she's not another Monique that he just, you know, comes around town that she'll kind of be there for him. And then what does he do? He uh when they break up, he throws the ring in the fishbowl. S- yep. How is it that she walks into her room and the first thing she does is go to her fishbowl. <laughs> I know she walks in from across the room like, oh, what's that? at The bottom of the fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> I have any fish, but I know if I had fish, the first thing I would do is not go to them when I just had a bad day. You know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it It's it was just kind of you know, I know this movie's trying to be fast, but that was a little too fast. I mean maybe he should have thrown it somewhere like on her bed or something, that would make more sense. But throwing it in a fishbowl, you would think you she wouldn't see it for like a couple days, right? Oh, it could be months. Right? I mean ugh. But anyway, she, she she sees the ring and uh then Tommy gets kidnapped. What do you think of the kidnapping scene?
3: It's just it's like like we were saying, man, it's just so weird whole all of a sudden like wait, now we have a kidnapping in this movie? Like a couple minutes ago, they were dancing around a construction site. Now we got a kid being kidnapped and held for ransom. Like, what is going on? Right. And you know, and then and you know and then the one hitman or whatever who's goofing around with the kid. is like I, this is all just too much.
2: So they know the little league schedule, right? I guess all those days hanging out, even though they only gave them twenty four hours to pay the money, <laughs> hanging out, they got their schedule. I mean, I, I could sit out in front of somebody's house, but I wouldn't know they were going to Little League, but whatever. Uh, He's like, yeah, kid, shouldn't you be at Little League? But what's really cool, though, is the Nintendo, man. You get to hear Mario up in this game. That's right. I mean, that was kind of cool. All you do is hear the music. But, yeah, he he ditches Little League so he can go take a ride with Johnny. He cuts his hair like Johnny, which was really cool. This is right before the kidnapping.
3: <laughs> that uh, was ridiculous.
2: <laughs> that
3: haircut, man, was crazy.
2: He's like, you like it, Johnny? I did it myself. Yeah, kid. <laughs> Can we go for that ride that you promised me? Cause Nick, uh, always promised to take him for a ride, and he's like, you always promise. And then of course he calls him the other word for Nick, and mm-hmm. and uh and then Ice kind of says, no, nah, man, I'm kind of busy right now. He looks depressed, and he takes him for the bike ride. I love when he's flipping off Nick, though, man.
3: That... Yeah, that's funny. <laughs>
2: and then uh, and then Ice drops him off, and he's like, Hey, I'm out of here. He's like for good, just like yesterday. Later, homie, and then after that, he gets kidnapped. So he says he's out of here, right? But yet they hang out at the house for like what, like another five or eight hours. Yeah. And they don't actually just leave. He's just like I'm out of here. He's like so ready to leave, and then he just hangs out at that house. The bike's ready to go, cause you see him on, you see the guy on the bike ready to rock and roll. And he's just like, hey. I, I guess they kind of call it out that you know he's too far gone. That they can't leave because you're going to regret it because you didn't go say bye to her and all this stuff. But Tommy gets kidnapped. They send a tape. So, the tape, uh, didn't you love how the fact of those sound noises weren't there the first time they played it, but it just miraculously shows up?
3: <laughs> exactly. That's just, you know, some more of the amazing editing we have in this movie.
2: Exactly. Uh, to- they have a tape that, the, that Tommy made that says that, you know, if you call the cops or whatever, You know, they're going to kill me. And, you know, and then, of course, they think it's ice. The dad thinks it's ice because ice comes over to the house to basically tell her goodbye. But she doesn't want to talk to him. And he's like and the tape was just laying on the on the on the ground. So he just went to just pick it up and give it to him. He's like, this is for you. So immediately he thinks, well, he was just delivering the tape. But Mm -hmm. because of the one day, uh, you know, construction site scene, they're in love. She automatically trusts him that, no, it's not him, and grabs the tape and heads over down there. And, of course, we know Ice isn't obviously part of this, but she just has a lot of trust in him because love at first sight. And uh, he's like, you need a psychiatrist. She's all about, I don't want to see you, and then she just comes on over after she doesn't want to see him for the last time, which I thought was funny. And then they play the tape, man. Good stuff. I used to have this stereo, man, with the lights like that. Good times. What about Stereo like that?
3: No, I never, I never had a cool stereo like that.
2: Never had a boombox or none?
3: Oh, I had boomboxes, but nothing like that. Nothing crazy like that. Okay, uh,
2: so they hear the uh, the construction site in the background. Um, it's like a thumping sound. So they show up at the construction site, and uh, of course they're on the second floor, right? I'm 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 not kidding about that, right? They are on the second floor, am I right?
3: That's that's how I see it. Okay.
2: They're on the second floor of one of the of one of the houses and they have flashlights. It's pitch black, but they have flashlights, which if it's nighttime, you can see a house that has flashlights going outside of a window. But that's just reality based. We're talking here. We're not talking this movie. So they're talking. They're like, hey, you know, uh, they're looking out the window. They can't see him. And she's like, let's just go. So miraculously. Uh, they come back a couple minutes later and ice has a new hat and they break through a second floor, right? They go in the air and they break through the second floor. They crash through and okay. So here's the thing. These two are ex cops, right? Did I hear that correctly? They're ex cops, right? Yeah. Yeah. So how is it ice and his crew are able to take these guys out of their ex cops? Is what it copies the two, the two
3: worst detectives in the room at all times. <laughs> Getting outsmarted by by kids and Vanilla Ice.
2: So the fighting. What do you think of the fighting this week? Because you know, there's an original fight where they're banging up Ice's uh, Ice's homeboy Sir D's bike, and Ice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, had tried to play baseball with my homeboy's bike. <laughs> goes, messing up your bike. That's not my bike. Whose bike is it? My homeboy's. My
3: homeboy's. <laughs> yeah, there's a few. There's a couple of fight scenes in here, man, and. <sighs> I don't know. They are what they are. They're uh, very choreographed fight scenes.
2: I mean, it it does look like he's actually making contact on their faces, right? It doesn't look like it's Batman TV show punching. I don't think the
3: director knew better than to not have him make contact.
2: Right? You, you could be true there, sir. Like, this is how we do it,
3: right? That's how we did it in my last job.
2: Yeah. So, But yeah, he gets into another fight and they take out the two cops. Uh, but where did he get the hat from? Cause he didn't have that when he showed up.
3: You know, it's that magic bag that he has with all those clothes in it. I think he he just has clothes buried throughout the town, so he can just switch jackets
2: and hats at any time. Okay, so so they had they use those the cops' car and they tie them to the hood, and they bring back Tommy because you know they finally call the cops and the cops are they the old couple's kind of cool because they say oh they that's my nephew and they kind of stick up for him even though they don't really know who these kids are. They're already willing to go to jail by perjury by saying, yeah, that's my nephew. And he went off to school and did dance and stuff. Did you?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, these people, this couple was obviously very trusting from the get go to let these four strangers who just rolled into town. Just like, yeah, you can stay with us for however
2: long you need. Exactly. And uh, so anyways, they they show up and Tommy's there. Uh, you know, they're like, they realize Tommy's okay. And then the dad finally realizes, okay, Ice did the rescue. It. So here's here's what I don't get. So he goes up to Ice and he said, thanks. And Ice says it doesn't really matter. What does that mean? Yeah, I I don't
3: know, man, because the dynamic between these two didn't really change. It wasn't like the resolution. It's like, is Ice still mad at him? Or oh, I yeah, I don't know what that exactly meant. Like,
2: like I get the whole, like, at the end, you know, like something like you don't ever have to say thank you or that whole thing at the end of Batman Begins. That made sense because it was kind of like it, you understood what it meant. It wasn't just a flat-out... Thank you and you're welcome. It was just he just says thanks. And he's like, it doesn't really matter. It's like, what the what does that mean? <laughs> you say you're still mad at him, or you saying it doesn't really matter that he said thanks, or you saying it's cool that you know, no problem, no no thanks necessary. I don't get the whole point of that. Uh, but whatever. So then they are all cool. They're gonna let Cat, uh you know, they'll let Cat go with him. But he says, I'm out of here. And uh, so what you gonna do, college girl, which Oh, I roll my eyes at that one.
3: I know that's pretty bad.
2: Oh, uh, that, that was horrible. But uh, she's like, eh, college doesn't start tonight. And then she gets on the back of the bike, and Nick shows up, and uh, he's like, I forgot something. And then he jumps the bike, or jumps. He uses his bike and jumps over the the Corvette. That was cool.
3: I like. Obviously, that. he's really good at jumping a bike, just from a standing stop, almost.
2: Exactly. And then we get the end music video and this time it's full club you see drinks being passed around in the background and he's got a really flashy suit but you notice his crew isn't part of the dance crew or the singer or anything because in the beginning during uh everybody get loose you see the dj you see the girl dancing you see his crew but then he just miraculously gets rid of them during this sequence did you notice that
3: no i didn't notice that
2: if you watch it again the crew that's at the end of this is not his crew. He's been with the whole movie. They're in the very beginning with them, but not at the end of this dance sequence. So I like the dancing, man. This dance is pretty flipping awesome, man, because it's real fast. But he does some really cool tricks. I mean, whether you you gotta admit it or not, he's an awesome dancer, man. I think. Yeah, no doubt. I always try to imitate him, and I always did a horrible job. Like you know, he did. And- I want to
3: see those videos, Masunas. <laughs>
2: few tape that we're not going to ever talk about or show. You're going to
3: crack crack the tape like Vanilla did? I, nobody can get to it.
2: That was awesome, man. He had a lot of anger problems, man, for like 20 years. <laughs> Remember that when they all invite him in and he uses a baseball bat. And I, I think he was more mad that they were making fun of him. That's why he destroyed the set. It was still funny, though, because oh, yeah. he was serious. Or if they should be scared of him. But uh, did you see the surreal life games where Ron Jeremy oh, yeah, him up and he destroyed the whole set? calling him a backstab, right? They Anthony, the epic emailer, posted that video in our group, and man, it was oh, that's the like the thing is with every one of his
3: tantrums that I've seen him do, where he tears apart a set, it's like all right, I can see the initial explosion, but then he it goes on for like ten, fifteen minutes. It's like, then he's just looking for something else to break. Like, all right, what haven't I broke? Like, all right, how long is this going to go? You know, like, wait, no, there's something I didn't break over there. Let me go
2: get this. And They go on for a while. I love it. I hear you, sir. So, okay. So we're done with the movie. Um, Okay. Let's do two ratings. Let's do a guilty pleasure rating and an overall movie rating. So let's do right. the overall movie rating on a scale of, uh, you know, five stars. Uh, i'm going one star on this film. How about you? yeah once a generous
3: one star yeah it's it's not a good movie when you watch it but but guilty pleasure score
2: i have five five oh,
3: a full five stars this is like like you said this is at the top of my guilty pleasures list.
2: yeah, I would watch this with like twenty friends. And we would all laugh and, and just dance and joke and make fun of everything. This this was the movie that me and my friends could pop in no matter – even if we had like a fight that day, we could all sit around and joke and laugh and eat popcorn and just – this was the height of my like friends' movies that we throw in. It was this and Wayne's World that you nice. throw in. At, like Wayne's World when she – every time she would, hi, Wayne, hi, and then she hits the car. Mm-hmm. she flips over we would rewind that scene over and over and over again we can never get enough of it but those were the two movies cool as ice and wayne's world that we would just throw in and just laugh hysterically it was like the greatest guilty pleasure so when you started the guilty pleasure uh sequence on your show the first movie that ever hit me was cool as ice but i was like nah i I can't ever throw that in and then you got mad at me because when i sent in my (laughs) like soon as you stole my movie
3: That was, yeah, that was my first thing. And I was like, nah, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. (laughs)
2: And I saved it, and then we get your email. Like,
3: no, I was going to use it today.
2: So to kind of repay you, I wanted to bring you on because I stole your thunder. So I thought that if you come on, you'll be able to, you know, spend more than two minutes talking about it and and really say what you wanted. So hopefully you accept my apology for (laughs) – (laughs) That episode and 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 we're cool that uh that you got to come on this episode sir yep yep deal yep yep Uh, i i still use these lines man some good times but yeah overall this is my ultimate guilty pleasure movie five stars i love it so so uh that's it sir do we have anything else that we uh need to say about cool as ice no i think we've spent plenty of time on cool as ice All right, so let's hear what the STL Nation had to say. So, Jameson, you wrote in, right? (laughs) (laughs) I did. You did? Uh, no, because, you know, I'm sure you would have wrote in on this. But uh, here's the thing with this movie. Usually we get, we get emails on, you know, I always have usually the normal five or six people write in. But this movie uh, was really hard to find. Uh, it was on cable a couple weeks ago. So uh, John the Music Man taped it. We let everybody know in the group that, hey, it's going to be on cable. And then uh, you had a hard time getting a hold of this uh, yourself. But uh, it was actually – I was going to upload this on YouTube for everybody to watch uh, on the on the Sweep Delay podcast YouTube channel. So a lot of things happened. I, uh, I tried to do – I tried to clip it, you know, because you have to do the 10-minute increments of the clip. But every time I did that, the voice would not match up with the scene. So I was like, oh, that stinks. So then I signed up for the new version of YouTube where you can do longer videos. So I broke it up in two sections. It was like 40 minutes the first part. So as soon as I uploaded part one and I sent the link out, I'm like, the link out. I'm like, hey everybody, go watch Cool as Ice. I immediately got flagged from YouTube, and they're like, your channel has been um, is now in negative status. Uh, this video was blocked worldwide due to your copyright infringement because there was uh, it obviously noticed three songs that were in the video, so it immediately shut down. The, the the channel. So as much as I love this movie and I wanted everybody to see it, I didn't want to risk losing the channel. So I had to delete it off. So I guess they didn't, you know, nobody wanted us to see this, sir.
3: I guess not It's forbidden.
2: It's forbidden. But the thing is, is that uh, people can still see it. Cause if you go to YouTube and you type it in, you can rent it for $2 and 99 cents. It's actually on Netflix because they recently re-released this film on DVD as part of their vault And it's been pretty successful. So that's why Netflix has the movie now. So if you liked our review, you guys can go to Netflix. I'm not sure if it's Instant Watch. I'm pretty sure it's just DVD. Or you can go to YouTube and you can rent it for $2.99. Because it's like $15 to buy and it's $5 to rent. So it's cheaper to do it on YouTube. So needless to say, we only got two emails on this, sir. But two emails is better than nothing, right? That's right. So uh, the first one is uh, John the Music Man. He's like, "Hello, Mike and STL." Uh, well, I just watched this movie and it's scream '90s movie. I remember the bright clothes, the neon clothing left over from the '80s, and the cheesy lines in this movie were awesome. The movie is a fun, horrible movie, but it was super fun. It reminded me of a kid and a kid and play movie, House Party. Man, do you like House Party? I do like House Party. I like it a lot. The first one is the best part two and three and they all suck. Uh, part two has a little redeeming qualities, but overall, that's one of the first sequels that when I watched, I was like, this movie sucks. Do you like part two?
3: Uh, Yeah, not especially.
2: No. Good. But House Party, though, I love I love Kid and Play and I like the movie Class Act. Did you ever see that one where uh, one's a nerd, one's a mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got to switch places and stuff. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I I love Class Act. That's good stuff. So he's right. It kind of reminded me of a kid and play movie because it was so bright. Uh I was uh, waiting for them to jump out and start dancing and rapping with Ice. Now, and the bottom and the line drop that zero and get with the hero uh had me rolling on the ground laughing. Uh and this movie felt like a very long music video and I can see how bad it is and this movie is now moved into my guilty pleasure list. John the Music Man. So thank you, sir for writing in. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And that's the thing. I knew people, I told them right off the bat, this movie is horrible. Don't expect anything. Don't expect an Oscar. uh, But just watch it as a, just a horrible movie and you'll enjoy it. So, and uh, and our last one comes from, uh, from Watson from Monday Night Jason, and he's like, what's up, Mr. Masunas and STL Nation? Uh, I just got finished watching the crappiest epic known movie as known as Cool as Ice, and let me just say, it's not as bad as I was expecting it to be. This indeed was a typical 80s flick store full of one-liners by Rob Van Winkle. I liked the music and the flick, and the dancing was off the wall crazy. I guess this film is why Deezer D, who played jazz in the film, got stuck on ER for 15 years. Uh, And it it, and was it just me or were those the two worst hitmen in movie history? (laughs) And uh, all uh, in all the places to that uh, oh in all this in all the places to that someone would be on your first date you take them to a construction site. Looks like we weren't the only ones that noticed that, sir. Right. He said this movie did bring back some good memories with the techno bowl and Super Mario Brothers. Uh, All in all, I give this flick a one and a half out of five which that's being generous sir you gave it actually a higher score than we did and <laughs> he goes i can't wait for your next guilty pleasure well you take it easy Tunis. i got to geo I said, oh that's another one i always use geo today too good stuff so thank you for writing in monday night jason good time sir so that's it guys that is what we have for email so let's get into the music spotlight All right, sir. So uh another reason why you're the coolest is because you're a Skillet fan like myself, sir. Definitely. Yeah. Now, uh the cool thing with this uh past couple of weeks ever since the Batman uh series has been the Summer Music Spotlight series where uh, I've been playing two songs. The first one has kind of been a song most people don't know or may know, and the second one's a song that everybody knows. Last week was the only time where I changed it on the Dark Knight Rises where I played um, – Kiss from a Rose the the remake Yeah, that was a cool that was a cool version of that. Liked it I actually I loved it. I loved it man. Uh I almost like it better than the original. It was just stunned so good. And then and then I played the uh the drown and you song from Batman Arkham City. So mm-hmm. I thought it was a good way to end the Batman series, but now we're back on par to uh one song you don't know one you do, but uh part of the summer music series has been bringing back some classics. So for skillet we had some monster uh, which is always a good time. And then we had some uh, hero. So sir, uh, two of the classic songs that I haven't brought back yet have been uh, "Awaken Alive" and "It's Not Me, It's You." So uh, out of those two, which one should we bring back, sir?
3: I like "Awaken Alive" a lot, man. That's one of my favorite ones.
2: Yeah, love that song, Jen, man. Jen is so awesome. She is. She's very beautiful. But she is one of the greatest drummers, man. She is, oh, she's, when you hear the girl in the song, uh, this song was actually on the Transformers uh, Rise of the Fallen. Uh, not Rise of the Fallen. Um, yeah.
3: Revenge of the, yeah. Revenge.
2: No, not the second one, the third one. What's the third
3: yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Side of the, or Dark, uh, Dark of the Moon.
2: This song was on that soundtrack and I played this song on that episode, but uh, the girl you hear she's actually she's from Australia, so she's got the accent which you can hear, but she's also singing and drumming at the same time and this song actually broke the record. Uh, it actually was number one on the rock charts and it was the first song in about twenty years that featured a girl in the song that hit number one. so this song was like it was on Billboard. Uh, it was like one of their featured articles, which I thought was awesome so uh I, and i I didn't know what your favorite skillet song was, sir so but I knew that uh the ones that I have played, you love monster, you love hero, but yeah I don't
3: know if I don't know if I could pick a favorite man there's a, there's a ton of them that I love.
2: they're so awesome, man, uh and you know the concert man was just mind blowing, so good you know i I actually saw them before they ever got signed. I paid like five bucks to see them. And then like a month later, they got signed and then they just they blew up to be this huge band, man. It's awesome. And uh, that that's funny, dude. I, I, my Turtles 2 review, because that's where I talk about the concert, the two bands that opened for them. Uh, I, I never I didn't know who one of them was and the other one I didn't like. But now I like them. And when Scylla came on stage, they they must have raised the volume from like 30 to like 100. It was <laughs> so loud and so bright. But my wife, though, my wife's the country girl, but she walked out of there. She was a Skillet fan. She got mad at me. She's like, I didn't know Skillet does pop songs. I'm like, they do everything. They do uh, – because they, they were doing um, Yours, The Hold. They were doing a mm-hmm. ballad song. So she was like – she loved that, and she loved the uh, those nights, which is kind of like their poppier song. Yep, yep. She's, that song was awesome so of course i had to immediately put it on their ipod so but you know i figured that awake and alive would be the good choice and then the second song uh i love this song and i knew it was the perfect pick because i i heard it on the radio twice this week it came up in my ipod it's george harrison's i got my Mind Set on you i love
4: nice.
2: it oh, dude. oh so good and uh so yeah those are our two songs for the music spotlight and then stick around this is a bonus for all you ice fans out there vanilla ice loves this show so much and movie Mojo monthly that he suck us out or seek this out on twitter to follow us that's how cool we are isn't that awesome sir the ice man himself is following us on twitter
3: that he is very cool
2: as a tribute to the ice man and fans of the ice uh, i've compiled a bunch of best hits Uh, Not too long. It's just uh, these songs. These are all on iTunes. So go pick them up. Uh, Catch them at VanillaIce.com. This is just kind of like my favorite tunes. I just kind of put the best of the best together. So check it out. Hopefully you dig it and uh, you can catch all these songs. uh, Amazon.com, VanillaIce.com, iTunes, whatever. It's there. And, uh, and it's good times. And Cool as Ice, the main song from this film, you can actually still get on iTunes. It's part of the best of Vanilla Ice. So, so that is it for our music spotlight, sir. So I wanted to thank you, sir, so much for, for coming on. And uh, any time, just like I told Jason, man, whenever I'm doing a movie, uh, if you were like, dude, I got to be on there, just call me up and be like, I need to crash your episode. You you have full reins to jump on whenever you want, sir.
3: Very good, man. I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate it. All the support you've been giving Brian and I, you know, the, the whole S D L nation. You guys have been great to Movie Mojo monthly and to uh, you know David Vox Mullen and all all his projects. We really appreciate all the love you guys have shown us. Um, it's very cool. I have, it's been an enjoyable time.
2: Yeah, you guys, you guys are awesome, man. You guys deserve it. You guys are a bunch of great guys, and uh, and your show is awesome. It's definitely unique, and and Mullen's always a good time. Uh and I see he's going to be doing like his own video podcast coming up soon. Uh so he's definitely a good time, but we will definitely do a full-blown Sweet the Mojo episode. Uh you and Brian come on and we'll we'll do something. We'll pick a movie that we all enjoy that we that we can have some fun with uh next time you come on. And uh for the next movie that I'm doing, I'm going to be doing uh, action-packed um, first movie I'm be doing is Faster, uh, the Dwayne Johnson most underrated film. Uh, it comes off as a revenge flick, but really it's a forgiveness flick. So, uh, you like that movie, sir? Faster?
3: I do. That movie was uh, one of those movies that was not what I was expecting when I when I saw it, and uh, yeah, it was I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it, I, I look forward to hearing it.
2: I know, I, I'm excited. It plays off as a as a revenge flick, and it's got a little twist about forgiveness. And then after that, we'll be uh, right before Expendables 2, we'll be doing Expendables, and then uh, Expendables 2, and then we'll start off with some never-ending Story, Fly of the Navigator, Zombie Land. Oh
3: yeah, these are good movies, man.
2: You want to join me for any of them, sir? Doors wide open, hop on board, sir. And cool, cool. We'll start the new voting process uh, in the group, which uh, you know, sir, you can definitely plug your your show. We do it all the time in the group. Uh, we got a lot of big fans. What's really cool on iTunes, sir, your show and my show, we're 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 linked together. Because if you go to Sweet Delay Podcasts and iTunes, it says people have downloaded, and of course it got flicked, and it's got some shadowy flight, and then it's got Movie mojo Monthly. You're the first one on the list, sir, which is very cool. cool. And then if you go into your show, uh, I'm the last one on the list because all of them are the Vox Mullen uh, show. Sure. But mine is the one at the end. So thank you all the uh, Movie Mojo Monthly people that have come over to, uh, to check out my show. It's been awesome. So you guys can definitely check us out on iTunes. Make sure you leave us a review because they're doing it by ratings now, not by reviews. So they've changed it to where all you got to do is just leave a star rating and just leave. So it'll take you like two seconds. So head on over and uh, give us an iTunes review. And then I uh, got a YouTube channel. I'm getting that rolling again, so I'll be having some 21 Jump Street uploaded soon. Those are like real quick five-minute reviews. They're not as cool as Jason's you know, film and focus stuff because he's the video guy. So he knows how to edit all those movies together with the clips and stuff. Me, I just take my iPhone, I record something, and put it up there <laughs> as simple as possible because I'm an audio guy. I do all the editing through the audio. I can't do video. I'm stupid with that. Uh, but if you want to email, it's uh, sweetplaypodcast at yahoo.com. Uh, since Yahoo hasn't been working too good, we have uh, stlpodcast at gmail.com, so make sure you cc that at the same time. And then uh, what's your email address, sir, over your show?
3: Uh, you can get us at monthly at gmail.com.
2: Good deal. And then uh, you are on Twitter as well, sir, right? What's your Twitter thing?
3: Yeah, we are on Twitter at mojo monthly and uh we love chatting with all of our listeners
2: and uh you sir uh you're going to be doing this uh this action this action hero series
3: yeah we kind of do um you know we are we started out as a monthly podcast and we kind of like to throw in a bonus episode every month kind of a second episode and we've been kind of doing our top 10 lists. you know we did superhero movies and this and that and this month is
2: action movies Good deal. So when you recording that so we all know so we can get our emails into you.
3: Oh, we probably have it in about 2 weeks, right around the time Expendables 2 comes out. You can expect that.
2: Good deal. Well, I'll get my email in sir and uh it's going to be good times because uh me and you have something planned which is going to be <laughs> And uh and I can't wait for that episode. You guys you guys are good times, man. And uh it's funny. Brian is so such a funny guy, man. Uh trips me out how how hilarious he is he has like he's reminds me of jeff goblum sometimes with like (laughs) oh he's a good (laughs) time
3: i'm I'm gonna tell him that today i'm going to meet him as soon as we get done with this so I'm, i'm gonna let him know what you think man that's cool yeah he's he's good he's a good guy we appreciate that
2: He's always got good messages on Twitter as well. So make sure you follow him there and then you can follow uh STL podcast. It's STL podcast on Twitter. And then don't forget the group me and Jameson man. We've been tearing this sucker up. It's the, the STL nation randomness group. Uh, it's been super fun. We got about 25 people in there. It's a real real fun thing. All you do is just kind of post random topics talk about anything you want. The only rule is is that you got to keep it clean and just be respectful to everybody. But uh other than that, it's been a blast. We we all get together and just have fun. And Jameson, anytime he uploads a new episode, uh he puts it in there and uh and continue to do that, sir, because not everybody with Facebook is stupid as it is. Not yeah. that you got a new episode out there, but uh in the group though, everybody sees it, which is pretty cool. So. Yep. so those are our plugs. Uh, do you have any podcasts, sir? Because Jason was just on for Batman and Robin. So we plugged some podcasts and uh, yeah, it's that bad. Has been my one of my newest favorite podcasts. Make movies on Rotten Tomatoes and reevaluate the score, and they're the most hilarious guys I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I you
3: know I heard Jason mentioning that too, and uh, I'd never listened to it. I just started to uh, download some of theirs, and that's it's an entertaining podcast.
2: I Martin is my favorite because Martin is like the most like he has the best points of like he's very like with plot he's just like that doesn't make any sense you know but he's just so good at his jokes uh martin's my favorite i love that guy and uh i'll tell you batman and robin they that oh that review was epic it was so funny uh constantine was such a surprise in their love of that film uh there's i think valentine's day is probably like my favorite because they have no idea how to review it uh, and they love <laughs> Nicolas Cage and Dennis Quaid. That's their, that's your show's uh, Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah. It's, theirs, it's Dennis Quaid and, uh, and. Um, uh, Nicolas Cage. Cage, yeah. So check that out. So do you have any other podcasts that uh, you like to listen to that people should, they should hear about that? Hey, you need to go download this.
3: Man, I'm kind of all over the place with my podcast. I don't know. I'd listen to a ton of them and. I'm trying to think. I mean, I listen to all the Jasons. I love, you know, film and focus and flicks and show me the Winston is just awesome. That everyone has to listen to that. Um yeah, you know, I just I'm kind of all over the place. I I like, you know, listening to comedy film nerds. Um I like the Pod F Tomcast. There's a lot of them. I have been enjoying uh leading up to the Dark Knight Rises. I was really enjoying uh Fat Man on Batman. That was good too. Yeah, I know you guys mentioned that. Um entertaining stuff. I like going on the Smod network and you know, I mean, it's overwhelming how much is on there, but I kind of like, you know, you just kind of pick and choose here and there.
2: Yeah, I love Fat Man and Batman, and Kevin Smith does the greatest Bane impersonation I have ever heard. <laughs> yep, yep. And him crying during the review just made it that much better. <laughs> I mean, say what you want about the film, because it seems to be a film that I, I wouldn't say it's a love it or hate it film, but people have more problems with this film. Than, than any of the other two, obviously. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of love for it. You know, you have a lot of love for it. And, um, you know, Danny didn't like it, you know, but everybody's entitled to their opinion, you know, of course. But it just it just kind of sucks that the movie just, you know, like Avengers, oh, everybody loved it, but it's too bad Dark Knight Rises didn't get as much love as, you know, as I was hoping it would.
3: Yeah, I mean, it well, you know, and it's different. I mean, you're going to have a skeptical eye, and, 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 you know, with the two previous movies, it's got a lot of live lot to live up to, you know? And, uh, I mean, I loved it. I have some issues with it and I do agree with some of the things Danny said, uh, on the flicks podcast. Um, but I also kind of agree with Jason where I, I can get past it, you yep. know, I do have a couple of kind of major issues with it, but it's not, I'm not going to let it ruin it for me. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. No, no doubt about it. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's a, you can't compare it to the dark Knight because it's a different movie, you know, it's a bookend movie. It's supposed to wrap things up, you know, but yep. But yeah, overall though, man, it's uh it's good times, and uh, I love Fat Man and Batman. That's one of the ones Jason got me into. Uh, and yeah, it's that bad. Is uh, I've gotten a lot of the STL members into that podcast. It's it's some good times. So so good good sir for you plugging those, and uh, glad you glad you came on the show, sir. First time, but it's definitely not gonna be the last time, sir. So and it helps that you're in the same time zone as me and. You're not too far away, sir. It's a good time.
3: Yeah, man. This will be a good time. I appreciate it.
2: All right, sir. Well, uh, you want to sign off on your side, sir, and then I'll sign off?
3: All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Come check us out at Movie Mojo Monthly. That's been Jameson for you.
2: (laughs) You guys take care, and uh, this episode uh, will be out to you very soon, and then be on the lookout for Faster. So get your emails in for that. Uh, and I can't wait to hear from you guys. So you guys take care. Misuna saw.
0: About five cribs Out in the woods Nobody knows where I live Got a beautiful wife And, and two kids But I'm married to nip that, that, That's how it is Pack it up, pack it in Let me begin I came to win Battle me, that's a sin I won't tell the sack. That a sack i you give back Hysteria among other MCs The swag is steady testing them I'm causing them to freeze Cutting them like Jason I stay on the attack Like Ozzy did when he bit that head off of a bat They start to see illusions Buckle under stress Scream from confusion Hearts beating in the chest They say the ice is killing us The cops make no arrest They say nobody's killing us The ice has got to possess. His music is so dangerous, his flow is homicidal He might be an American, no artificial idol He kills him in the club, you know it's murder for survival Yet the people give him love like a Halloween revival With my mask, I and treat Spooks and freaks all over your street I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and watch a chomp like a candle Dance, rush the speaker that boom Killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom Deadly, when I play a dope melody Anything less than the best is a felony Love it or leave it, you better weight Better hit the bullseye, the kid don't play If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it Continue to A1A, Beachfront Avenue. Girls were hot, wearing less than bikinis. Rockman lovers, driving Lamborghinis. Jealous, cause I'm out getting mine. Don't play with the gate and vanilla with the nine. Ready for the chumps on the wall. The chumps acting ill cause they're full of eight balls. Gunshots, raised out like a bell. I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shell. Falling, on the concrete real fast. Something in my car, slammed on the gas. Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed. Trying to get away before the jackers jack Put well, it on the scene, you know. Confronted all the dope beans If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves